I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hello. 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 Oh, gosh. Welcome to Kicking and Streaming with Sammy and Pat. Why do you your always... weekly dose of crazy? <laughs> yeah, you always you always tee me up, and I, I have to I have to yes and whatever your crazy is off the top that's of the show. That's right, because that's a good partnership. That <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to episode thirty-one of Kicking and Streaming. Happy to be here. Me too. Yeah, what's going on? Um, not much. I got another vaccine. Another one. Because I'm just really into vaccines now. <laughs> you're super excited about it. Like you just can't really? stop. It's like getting a yeah. tattoo where you're like, ah, oh, once I got one, can't stop getting them. Yeah. That's yeah. basically what's going on. Right. Because you already got your final COVID shot. So what's this one? I did. So I'd got a tetanus shot. I just went to my primary care physician and she was like, oh, it's been a while since you've had a tetanus shot. So you should get one. Oh. And I'm like, cool. Okay. Okay. So not exciting. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. No crazy like sickness or anything afterwards just right. my arm was a little sore what but is, not even as bad as i thought it would be what does a tetanus shot do for you like what's it give you antibodies uh, or something? so you don't get tetanus okay cool i'm always worried about that so that's probably <laughs> a good thing <laughs> it's more for like so you can get tetanus if um, rusty nails yeah for like rusty nails and stuff for like yeah. if you get bit by a rabid dog cow poop cow poop i think that's mad cow disease oh Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not a doctor. No, so, me neither. If a doctor you know. could write in and tell us what a tetanus shot really does, <laughs> that'd be <laughs> helpful. <laughs> well, it's funny because then my doctor was also like, oh, you're, you know, uh, your throat's like a little bit swollen, like your glands are a little bit swollen. Mm -hmm. You know, do you have allergies? And I was like, I don't know. Not really. I'm just kind of like always a little bit congested. Yeah. And she was like, well, this looks like histamine. So you can just go home and take some Claritin. And then, like, later she was like, yeah, and after you get your shot, you could just go home and take some Tylenol if it's hurting. And I'm sure. like, lady, well, I don't need to take all these things. No, I'm pump it all pain. up. Come on, big pharma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I'm so. glad you got your tetanus shot. That's uh, yeah, exciting so protected news. Protected against tetanus. Years. Did you get a sticker, too, that says? No, uh, just this, tetanus. you know, I wish. Yeah. Just a Band-Aid. Yeah. It was just a boring one. Boring. Like a, boring. You know, boring. <laughs> Ooh, boring. How about you? What have you been up to? Oh, man. I just got done. You know, my technical woes, I'm telling you. First, the Are laptop. Are you still trying to fix that laptop? Well, <laughs> just get I, rid of it. I still haven't touched it. It's still sitting on my workbench. And okay. I just, I'm mad at it. I'm mad at it. Haven't oh, thrown it yeah. across the yard yet, but still mad at it. Don't know where to go. So I continue to use my iPhone 6S. <laughs> with uh, my keyboard, my magic keyboard to take my notes every week. And uh, it's kind of a sad sight, but I'm also getting used to it. So I'm not sure yeah. where I, I fall on this matter. But no. You new can't even take your notes on your iPad? The iPad is a sad, sad, <laughs> it's a sad even scene as well. Even worse than your it's iPhone? It's worse than I mean, my iPhone 6S. at least it's a bigger success. screen. I know. My 6S blows it out of the water, though. The original okay. iPad mini is no, it's no bueno. That thing yeah, is. That's uh, what I have too. It's. Uh, but I could still like take notes on it mm, and like be on the internet a little bit. Yeah, it's just so slow. I don't want to do anything on it. 
I see. Yeah. It's, I hear you. It's just, it has a few kids apps on it, and that's all we rely it to do. Mm. Yeah, no, we just tried kicking on our central air conditioner today for the oh. first time of the season. Oh, no. Because it's like 80 degrees in here, and we yeah. were like, all right, it's time. Let's kick it on, and tomorrow's going to be hot. And uh, yeah, it's not turning on, and oh, no. it drove me nuts. <laughs> I was running around the house- <laughs> For the hour before the podcast, switching it on, switching it off. Oh, that's why your hair is so fluffy. It's so right fluffy. Now. Yeah, it's so, so fluffy. Quaffed. <laughs> quaffed. Yeah, it's just. It's from, very angel today. From, You're wearing a black shirt. Oh yeah, that's what I was going for. I was going for full angel chic today. Yeah. yeah. You're also very pale, so that <laughs> that works for you. Well, that's just normal. <laughs> that's just my pigment. But I mean, you know, vampires pale, so yeah. it works. Yeah, I call this my basement tan. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you can also call it your vampire tan. <laughs> My angel tan. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I was going for um, Dirk Kinderstad look, but mm. I couldn't find my bowler hat, so I just had to go with angel <laughs> chic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, air conditioner, can't figure it out. What are you going to do? That's my update. Well, that sucks. Can't I technically that, figure that out anything working. anymore. I'm slowly <laughs> becoming more of an old man. Like, this is what happens when you get older. A troglodyte? A what? Troglodyte? What's that? Like someone who is... uh, (laughs) You're Googling it right now. (laughs) Troglodyte is a person who lives in a cave or is is like deliberately ignorant or old-fashioned. Well, not deliberate. (laughs) This isn't isn't on purpose. I just heard... I I used to like help this... um, this gentleman with his website and he was an older guy and he he was like i'm i'm like you know i'm a troglodyte i don't understand any kind of internet or or." oh my god yeah i'm becoming a troglodyte what are you gonna do oh man yeah it's a good term it is a good term okay (laughs) yeah now that's my update for you (laughs) well thanks i hope your man i hope your ac gets fixed yeah, I it, this happened last year. I figured it out at some point. I don't know what I did to finally turn it on, but I'll figure it out. Maybe you should make a note for yourself when you do figure it out, so you yes takes I had you that, less time. I had to get that it up same exact thought and smash cut to me figuring it out and going, "All right, don't have to worry about that for a while." <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. Well, I'll try to remember to ask you about it next week, and hopefully, you'll still remember what happened. Yeah. Then it will be recorded here for eternity. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Oh, speaking of which, um, yeah. I don't know. Eternities? If, <laughs> speaking of eternities, <laughs> I don't know if you have noticed, but on both the um, Apple Podcasts and I believe Spotify, our mm-hmm. episodes only go back 25 episodes. Oh. So people who are just finding our podcast can't watch like the first five or six episodes. Why is that? I don't know. I think uh, we're only allowed to post 25 at a time. Now, the good thing is that they what can do you mean find at it. at a time? I don't know. Check it out. It's Check it out like on we're... Apple Podcasts. Okay. Like, I think they only put up the most recent 25 episodes for you to listen to. But, I mean, like, I, I listen to other podcasts all the time, and they have- That's what I thought, like, too. You can go all the way back. That's what I thought, too. Huh, I don't know see. if I'm missing a button somewhere. I am a troglodyte, so. Oh, well, you. 
there's a I know so if I'm looking at it right now uh-huh. I see that and then I and then it goes so it goes up to five and then you just click see all episodes oh okay well see it was a button I'm a troglodyte let's move forward oh, wait but I clicked on that and it still only shows up to five aha see not a troglodyte I'm completely in the right to bring this up on the podcast yeah that's <laughs> this is a real roller coaster lame. yeah so, so we'll have to figure that out. If you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the earlier episodes, we're better now than we were in the earlier episodes. I'll just say that right off the bat. All right. Some people forgot to record their microphones on oh, some that episodes. That happened one, two times? Uh, three. Let's, let's count Nuh-uh. three. It was uh, only two times. I'm going to go three. Final answer. Regis, lock it in. Um, But... If you are so inclined to go back to those earlier episodes, you can find them all on our website, kickingstreaming.com. Correct, Sammy Joe? Yes. Okay, cool. Kickingstreaming.com. <laughs> yes, they are all there. The whole archive for free. This is a free podcast for you, for everybody. Yeah, I feel like we need to figure this out. Yeah, I see you uh, uh, scanning I know I shouldn't do that right now. <laughs> yeah, but you are. That is a, troubleshooting. That is a thing, <laughs> that's a thing that I definitely want to figure out because I think, like, I don't know. I I guess I wouldn't be so bothered like for most things, but like ours, you don't have to listen to the first nah. one. You know, like you don't have to listen to them chronologically. But like, right. we are talking about each episode chronologically. So right. if you want to actually follow along with the show. Yeah. You've got to be able to get to all episodes. True. So that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Well, we're going to look into it and hopefully we'll have an update for you next week. But for now, you can always go to our website. Yes. 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 Thank yes. you, Pat. You're Thanks welcome. For making me aware of this. You're welcome. Just thought I'd put it on your map. Yeah. Troglodyte treasure map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to use that word in every instance I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's your word of the day. Word of the day, troglodyte. Um, That's me. Well, I I also have some other news that okay. is maybe better news, maybe worse news, I guess, if you're a Lost fan and not a Buffy fan. Uh-oh. <laughs> is that not... So we have one more episode mm-hmm. of Buffy, one more regular episode left until a two-part season finale ah, season two. Two-pada. Two-pada, two-pada and pada. So season not two. next week. But the week after, so episode 33, mm-hmm. uh, will be a double Buffy season two finale double episode. Buffy coming back. Yeah. And we don't have any special guests. It'll just be me and you, Pat. Well, then we have two special guests now, don't we? Aw, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, three. We always have Appa. Well, I'm excited because here. as much as I love Lost, you know what I love even more? Taking what, less angel? notes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I will be taking all the notes. Oh, it's going to feel like a nice little vacation for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, so It's going to be nice. It'll be good, though. This is a, it's a fun one. It's a fun, fun one? Fun tupada? Yeah. Tupada. Get yeah, excited? Yeah, fun one. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Definitely. That's fun. So, shall we jump right in? Got anything else to say? Nah, let's jump right into Buffy. All right. Well, actually, I do have one more thing to say. Oh, come on. (laughs) But it's related to Buffy. (laughs) All right, all right. So we we talked about how cinematic Passion was. So that was two episodes ago. Like a movie. Movie. Yeah. 
So um, I looked into Michael Gershman, who's who was the director of that episode, and yeah. he was director of photography from 1997 to 2001. Well, and would then you he, look at that? Yeah, and then he directed ten episodes from 98 to 2003. Um, yep. He hasn't done any mafia films. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like, what does a director of photography do? Well, and like, how do they work with the director? <laughs> well, boy, I am just excited I know you've been to a answer DP, this question. Right? <laughs> this is like when I ask you questions about uh, vampires and how they get vamp face and vamp fangs. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, well, director of photography, I would at times consider myself a director of photography. That's but why I asked. <laughs> sometimes they're known <laughs> as cinematographers in the biz. Okay. Um, but so it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. They're sort of interchangeable. There's some schools okay. of thought between who calls who what but i think Mm -hmm. in movies director of photography is the cinematographer uh, meaning the person who's in charge of the overall look of the film or the show that they're producing so -hmm. the director is very much in charge of the performances the Mm -hmm. acting um the blocking and some you know some of the things that are happening on screen so more performance based although some directors are very camera minded so they might have some input about where the camera should go or right. what lenses to use, or what yeah, lights. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm thinking of um, some directors who are kind of known for a certain look. Right, yeah. Right, like thinking of... Um, Wes Anderson. I can't think of his... Exactly, Wes Anderson. Yep. Yeah, he's got a certain look, so he clearly is very... Right. Cinem- cinematar- cinematographic. There you go, you nailed it. Minded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he probably, he has a specific uh, way he likes to frame his shots and things. So yeah, directors right. like that, they have a look in mind, so they might impart sort of that visual uh, sense onto the director of photography. But sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, a director has no idea what a camera is or how lights are, you know, lighting things. Like take Martin Scorsese. Everybody thinks that he is a super visual director. I think he has a great camera sense. Mm -hmm. But he actually, I just took his master class, so I know this. Yeah. He knows nothing about lighting. He he doesn't know where to start with lights, which kind of blew me out of the water. He's like, I don't know what lights go where. Yeah, he's like, I know where to point the camera and... You know why, but I don't know where what to do with lights. But when you see his films, they're lit, super cool. So yeah, that's where the director. Someone. Yeah, that's where the director of the photography comes in, and gotcha. he sort of bridges that gap. You know, so uh, cool. so yeah, they're in charge of the overall look, lighting and framing and lenses and the way the camera. So moves. Michael Gershman, being mm-hmm. the DP for such a long time on the show, yeah. and then getting to direct, he would bring a much more cinematic element to the directing. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think probably if, why it felt that way. Yeah, if you're a director of photography for years, and then finally you get the chance to direct, I bet you're going to pull out all the little tricks, be like, you know what, let's not just set up a camera over there let's put it on a crane and let's start low and crane all the way up because i know that's going to look cool and because you're the director you have more power to do these moves yeah so i bet that's why it's more visual that episode yeah well anyway i thought you would uh enjoy having that conversation that was Um, fun yeah he did pass away in 2018 oh sad r.i.p michael gershman this episode's for you Thanks for bringing such We're a cool it to you, element Michael Gershman. to Passion. And he did direct 10 episodes. Passion was the first one. So wow. we'll have to see like when he comes up as a director if like, yeah. the, you know, if the episodes have a same kind of 
flair. You know, vis- yeah, visual flair. Yeah. All right. Gershman Watch okay. 2021. We're on it. So, yeah, let's dive into this week's episode. Yes, let's get into Buffy. So this week we watched Buffy Season 2, Episode 19, I Only Have Eyes for You. Uh, The original air date of this was April 21st, 1998, and the last episode was March 3rd. So there was like a month and a half break. Wow. Between episodes. What's the reason? Just mid-season break? Maybe. I guess so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, not well, no, because isn't mid-season usually like, you know, you go through... I feel like it's usually like the school year. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it goes through like November or something and then it comes back in like January or February. Yeah. So hmm. who knows? Who knows? I, yeah. I didn't see anything like in the trivia about why there was such a long break. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it was written by Marty Noxon and directed by James Whitmore Jr. And your predictions from last episode were that they're going to talk about Yana dying less and less. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, which really didn't happen because like. Well, I thought it did last week. We'll get into it. Was it last week or the week before? Oh, you thought it did last week and they brought it up like there was like a couple of scenes that. Yeah. Really focused on it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) I know. did not catch them. Okay. Um, (laughs) We don't need to bring that up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then you also said that we will get more flashbacks of Buffy as a kid, but we will never hear any more about Celia ever again. She's lost to the ether. (laughs) Bye bye, Celia. And you said, Celia later. (laughs) Celia later. (laughs) Man, you have no class, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me. It's the writers. They have no class. They're not going to bring her back. (laughs) You have no class for saying Celia later. Okay. Well, I also That's said celiac disease, too. Remember that one? Yeah, you did. That was a good one. I wasn't going to bring it up, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this episode opens at the bronze. Xander and Cordelia are sort of slow dancing. Willow is swaying solo. But soft she's... rock. Soft yeah, rock. Yeah, soft rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a fun fact, actually, about this this mm. artist, but I'll okay. talk about it in trivia. Uh, Willow's kind of swaying solo, but she looks up to the second level of the bronze where Buffy is leaning against the railing, kind of zoning out, half watching the people dancing below. Um, And a guy named Ben approaches Buffy, saying that they had Algebra 2 together last year, and he asks if she's going to the Sadie Hawkins dance the following night, which is a dance where the girls ask the guys out. Oh, right. I know I had heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also explain it during like a lot of times during this episode so if you didn't know that by now <laughs> yeah i totally caught that <laughs> totally caught oh it oh my god yeah. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway and so he's like he's like essentially trying to get her to ask him to the dance yeah which is really kind of cute and he seems very nice but she tells him that she's not seeing anybody ever again actually <laughs> yeah and unlike xander in prophecy girl this dude takes it very well and yeah. he politely leaves her be now this dude i have a theory they okay. cast him because he sort of looks like angel he's got an angel yeah. vibe to him he definitely does he's yeah. also he's a little bit taller mm-hmm. yeah he's got the dark hair he's got yeah the i I agree. Yeah. And he, he wasn't a bad looking guy. So it was like, uh, if anyone, he seems nice, good looking, yeah. you know, like he's in the running, should have taken a chance, but I can understand she needs her time. Yeah. 
So she uh, heads out to leave and Willow stops her, tells her that she's been all slay and no play. She doesn't actually say that. She said all work and no play. But I was like, how could you miss an opportunity to say all slay and no play? Come on. Right. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Was it Ben? Ben. Yeah. Ben seeing you later, pal. Oh, okay. Ben seeing (laughs) you. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I hope that never happens again. (laughs) that was good snuck up on me (laughs) um so she you know she basically tells buffy that you know maybe she needs to try dating in order to get back into dating mode Mm -hmm. um and that she should be impulsive buffy says impulsive do you remember my ex-boyfriend the vampire i slept with him he lost his soul now my boyfriend's gone forever and the demon that wears his face is killing my friends the next impulsive decision i make will involve my choice of dentures (laughs) oh boy and Willow says, okay, the angel thing went badly. I'm on board with that. But that's not your fault. In any ways, love isn't always like that. Love can be nice. And we smash cut to the halls of Sunnydale High, where a girl is quickly walking away from a guy <laughs> who's yelling after her. <laughs> yeah. And I want to do some lines here. Woo, all right. All right. So we're going to start with, um, uh... I'm actually going to be the boy, and I want you to be the girl. Of course. This makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, so I'll start. Okay. Come back here. We're not finished. And I grab you by the arm, turn her around to face him. You get another oh, line. You, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care anymore? Is that it? <laughs> no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I feel. I gave her a weird accent. Pat. I'm sorry. Hold on, let me take it again. Take two. Give me take two. Let's start from the top. Let's start from the top. All right, all right, all right. Come back here. We're not finished. And I grab you by the arm. I turn you around to face me. You don't (laughs) care anymore? Is that it? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I feel. Then tell me you don't love me. Shake her. Say it. (laughs) I think it's funny when people shake people for some reason. (laughs) Will that help? Is that what you need to hear? I don't. I don't. Now let me go. And then I try to no. go. No. No. A person doesn't just wake up one day and stop loving somebody. And then the boy takes a step back. He raises a revolver, like pulls it back and aims it at her. She looks up. She looks at the gun. Then she looks up at him. And she's scared. And he says, love is forever. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, we, get the that was, we brought the truth on that scene man you yeah. know if there's any acting agents out there that like see this performance that sammy and i just put on <laughs> just contact us kickstreampod yeah. at gmail.com we're open to <laughs> negotiations for signing on to but we're I a package know. deal yeah package deal pilot season when it comes around we might be interested we got to check our calendars but uh <laughs> You know, you can, you can, uh, your people can contact our people, okay? Which would be us. Which would be us at kickscreenpod <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> or Appa. Appa is our, is our casting agent. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just zoom you with our, uh, uh, Appa, um, what's it, what's, what's your dog's breed? What is it? Korhuawa? <laughs> Korhuawa, yeah. Korhuawa. Korhuawa or Chigi. I just say Korhuawa because it sounds so stupid. <laughs> Korhuawa. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so stupid and fancy. Cheeky. 
Cheeky. Yeah, I don't yeah. like cheeky. That sounds stupid yeah, to me. Yeah, you're a cheeky <laughs> <somewhat>. Hey. <laughs> cheeky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we get the opening credits, and then we're back in the halls at Sunnydale High, and the guy is still holding the gun to the girl. And he says, I'm not afraid to use it, I swear, if I can't be with you. And then Buffy uh, comes walking around the corner and sees them. And she says, hey. And the girl says, oh, my God. She turns and starts to walk away. And Buffy starts running at the guy. And he says, don't walk away from me, bitch. Yikes. Always with a B word in the show. I know. Yeah. That's probably why I have such a potty mouth. Yeah. It's probably part of the reason yeah <laughs> i think your potty mouth extends past what this show is capable of <laughs> i think so <laughs> it's got to be something else too <laughs> always had it <laughs> anyway so then down another hall the janitor and it's not the same one from the dark age the one that you really loved sadly oh i forgot about him yeah. not the same guy yeah well uh, he, you know there's shifts there's different yeah. shifts uh, he hears the yelling. He drops his mop and he starts towards the commotion. Buffy runs at the teen guy and disarms him. Um, the gun falls to the floor. Then she knocks him to the floor as well as the girl kind of just like looks on in shock. Buffy picks the teen boy up by the collar as a janitor arrives to check on the girl. And then the teen guy, shocked and confused, asks what happened. And Buffy says, what happened? You just went OJ on your girlfriend referencing oj simpson Ooh, of controversial oh shit i feel like that was uh like four years prior yeah yeah, yeah. probably what was it 92 somewhere around there yeah mm. 92 93 yeah. 94 somewhere around there i'm gonna look it up no 95 94 95 94 you're right 94 i remember being yeah. like in fourth fifth grade yeah yeah i remember uh well let's see i was born in I was born in 87, oh. so I was seven, <laughs> so I wasn't like really fully aware of what was going on, but I remember being at a hotel when the chase scene was happening or like they were, you know, they were like constantly playing it on TV, oh, so yeah. I don't know if it was actually happening at that time, but it was like being played at like our, you know, at our hotel, Right. But like hotel had like one of those breakfast buffets mm, and they had like TVs and yeah, they had like TVs in the room. And yeah. I remember going up to the buffet and like getting OJ because that would OJ? be OJ. <laughs> yes, I was getting OJ. And I like said to my dad, I was like, can I drink this? Because all I heard was them talking about how OJ was bad. Oh, or like man. OJ, you know what I mean? Like, or right. like all this stuff about OJ. And I'm right. like, possible murder. Can I drink this? Yeah. Can I drink this orange juice? <laughs> <laughs> I was seven. Give me a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you watch the People versus OJ Simpson? I did. Loved it. So good, right? Yeah, it's great. Oh, so good. I watched I try- that. I'm- and wait, which one was that? Was that the documentary or was that the FX? That was the. Yeah, yeah, it was FX. Yeah, yeah. I watched I both watched the documentary because they had like an, documentary. a documentary on ESPN, I think, or something. I don't know. But on ESPN. Oh, maybe. I guess that makes sense. OJ Simpson's. I don't remember where it aired. Star. I think it was ESPN, but it was great. Yeah. And then I watched. Yeah, People the FX. versus OJ Simpson was the one with uh, Sterling K. Brown and mm-hmm. um, uh, John Travolta was in it. David Schwimmer. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Oh, it's so really good. good um anyway so yeah was it cuba gooding jr yes yes he was yeah it was so good i want dave to watch it so bad but he's just not into courtroom dramas Ah. 
anyway um so this guy and his girlfriend are both very confused saying they weren't even fighting a few minutes ago so they don't know what happened buffy demands to know why he had a gun and he says he doesn't even know where he got it and the janitor looks around and he says he doesn't see a gun they all look around and they can't find it he's it's just disappeared ghost gun ghost gun yeah yeah so then they're looking uh, for the smoking gun they can't find it no disappeared they can't yes yeah ghost gun mm-hmm. next next day buffy is in principal snyder's office so our old pal snidey's back <laughs> snidey <laughs> and he is of course trying to find a way to blame buffy for what happened and he's you know convinced that she's coerced the couple and the janitor into saying that that she helped them like <laughs> yeah um and he says i'm no stranger to conspiracy i saw jfk i'm a truth seeker I've got a missing gun and two confused kids on my hands, pieces of the puzzle. And I'm going to look at all the pieces carefully and rationally, and I'm going to keep looking until I know exactly how this is all your fault. So sounds like he really is a truth seeker, and he'll be a real impartial, Pat. Hey, this guy is a mystery. I don't know what's going on (laughs) with this guy, because as we find out later, there's more to his story. More to his story. And yeah. I got to get to the bottom of this guy. Mm. Principal ears. Yeah. I just want to grab him by his ears and be like, what's your story, man? Just like pull him. You want to pull. He probably got pulled by his ears so many times. Yeah. That like that's why they're so big. His nice sugar bowl ears. Yeah. Sugar bowl ears? Yeah. Like sugar bowls have uh, the two handles on the side and you, you grab them like this. <laughs> so I just want to grab him by I his sugar bowl ears. I was never fancy ears. enough to have a sugar bowl in my house. So. And just kiss him on his forehead just to discombobulate. Mwah. Just, he's like, oh, what's going on? Then you just pat him on the head. I pat him on his head and I say, we'll have later. And then I'll (laughs) come back and I'll interrogate him later. (laughs) Later. Yay. Yeah. That's a callback that nobody will understand, but that's okay. No. That's for us. That's for us. Yeah. Uh, So then um, his secretary tells him that a kid chained himself to the snack machine again. And Snyder (laughs) mutters, pathetic little no life vegan. (laughs) He goes to leave. (laughs) telling Buffy that he's not finished with her and that she stinks of lies. You stink of lies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got that in my back pocket. I'm going to pull that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one for you. Mm -hmm. I know. Uh, 1955 Sunnydale High yearbook just slides out and falls from a bookshelf after Snyder leaves. And, Ghost book. You know, Buffy's alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buffy picks it up and puts it back, not thinking anything of it. And then we cut to Willow finishing up her lesson for Jenny's computer class. Totally in her element. She's super psyched and joking around with the kids. She's loving this. I wonder if the author of that book was a ghost writer. (laughs) It's a yearbook, so probably not. Yeah, I know. It doesn't really make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to say it. (laughs) Maybe the writer of this episode. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Mm. How about that? How about that? Think Think about that. Cashman said. The bell rings and Giles pokes his head in to check on Willow, see if she needs any help, which is nice and all, but how much is Giles going to help with a computer class? I want to know. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know. Press F1 and then F2 and then F3. (laughs) And then if that doesn't work, F4. And then F5. (laughs) And then read a book. (laughs) And then just unplug it and pick up a book. (laughs) Yeah, that's his computer class. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Willow says that Jenny left detailed lesson plans, and she's also found files and websites on paganism and magic and stuff, which cool. gets gets Willow kind of excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gives Giles a rose quartz on a leather string and says that she found it in Jenny's desk and thought she'd want him to have it because it has healing powers. Here we go. You got some trivia on rose quartz. I, I know about <laughs> rose quartz. So number one, it's the yeah. stone in my engagement ring. Well, look at that. Yeah, because... Healing powers? True or not true? True. Well, you know, if you believe in that right, stuff, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, its energies are about love, compassion, self-love, and healing, like, heart and emotional wounds. Ah, that's heart, nice. Like heart wounds, emotional wounds. Yeah. yeah. So so it's it's like the stone of love. So that's mm-hmm. why, to, or to me anyway, like, I do like crystals, so I'm very into, like, crystal healing and stuff like that. Um, and... and Rose quartz is always the one that I use for like healing matters of the heart or when I need a little self-love or compassion um, and and love in general. So that's why it's in it's in my engagement ring. Aha. Uh-huh. So I was like, I don't need a fancy big ass diamond. It would make me uncomfortable to have one anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's a big old rose quartz. Big old rose quartz. Nice. Yeah. So, yes, um, healing powers. So she's on to something there. Uh, and it is a so because of all of that, it is actually a really wonderful stone to Giles for Giles to have right now. Oh yeah, he needs some healing. Yeah, really bad healing for matters of the heart. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a big old hole in it. I know. Yeah, a Yana-sized hole. Yeah, hmm. I'm not over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's doing mentally, you know, just visually he's doing okay. Yeah, well. Some stuff comes w- up this episode that we'll talk about. Well, yeah, but I mean, I would be a mess around the clock, you know? I think he has to be more together because He's the his duties to require him to be yeah. there for Buffy, you know? Right. And she went, as soon as he went off the rails, she was like, no, bitch, punched him in the face and was like, you <laughs> cannot, she did punch you him cannot right in the face. leave me. <laughs> <laughs> that snapped so, him back to reality. He's, he keeps having PTSD about that. He's like, I don't want to get punched again by Buffy. Yeah. So maybe, you don't know, behavior. maybe he goes home and he cries at night. Okay. Yeah. That's a deleted scene that we don't need to see. Yeah. And don't we need, we don't he need to think about it. We're just going to move on. We're moving himself right on. in his scotch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on. I can't. All right. All right. This. Watch his Jeopardy. Yeah. We cut to history class. Buffy is clearly bored and trying not to fall asleep as her teacher drones on about the new deal. And suddenly Buffy's in a flashback, but it's not hers. Although it does have the same bright light treatment. From yeah, that washed previous out episode. Looky look. Yeah. Yeah. She's in a classroom and students are filing out, talking about a Sadie Hawkins dance. And their style is very, the 50s. student's style is very 50s. Yeah. yeah. And a handsome student in a Letterman jacket hands his paper to the, to the beautiful young female teacher. And she asks him about the Hemingway book that she lent him. He reaches out his hand to hers and she takes it as she tells him that it's based on a true story. And she starts to say he fell in love with his and then they're interrupted when the classroom door opens. Easy teacher. Easy predator lady. (laughs) Predator lady. That's right. She's not Miss French. Hey, if it was a male teacher, we'd all be calling him a predator. That's all I'm saying. That's true. No double standards on this podcast. Uh uh, not on my watch. You wanna know what's crazy? What? The high school that I went to. Oh boy, here a, we go. Now it's getting real. <laughs> a female teacher was fired. Ah boy. For having a relationship with a football player. Okay. 
Right. And then I had her husband for math class, and I was like really nervous about that. Okay, I'm glad you said for math class. But it was fine. <laughs> Why? <laughs> All right, let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ew, Pat. <laughs> what? what? No, what you, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Anyway, he was a great teacher, and okay. you know, sometimes you marry people that are not great. Things. So happen. I couldn't. I shouldn't have thought of you know blaming him for anyway whatever any who's all let's move it's forward. all bad don't if you're a teacher don't sleep with your students okay you know, just don't do that <laughs> okay right. don't this psa was brought to you by <laughs> by uh, zip <Apples>. recruiter <laughs> <laughs> okay so anyway uh then her teacher so buffy they break apart buffy's back in her history classroom and her teacher's talking about child labor and collective bargaining, but that's not what he's writing on the board, Pat. On no. the board, he's written in all caps, don't walk away from me, bitch. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> With bitch underlines. <laughs> right, you Yowza. gotta put the emphasis on that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and students start to laugh, and then he turns to realize what he's written, and, and embarrassed, he immediately erases it. Whoopsies. Whoa. Um, then we cut to Buffy and Xander walking in the halls and she tells him that something is weird, something weird is going on. And he says, something weird is going on. Isn't that our school motto? (laughs) So yeah, Xander kind of like downplays. He's like, eh, nothing's going on. He just had a little chalkboard Tourette's or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then he opens his locker and a zombified arm like reaches out, grabs him by the shirt and pulls him in slamming him into the locker and buffy like tries to grab him and then the arm grabs him back and then she pulls him back one more time and the arm like let's go yeah scaly arm kinda, yeah he kind of falls to the floor but then like quickly gets back up again um as buffy closes the locker and everyone's staring at them and like they j- buffy and xander just kind of look at each other like we have no fucking idea how to explain this one <laughs> yeah. away. You know, they're both just like, what do we say? And they just yeah. don't say anything. Then she opens his locker again. Um, and it's totally normal. We don't see anything in there, except he does have a voodoo doll hanging from a noose inside uh, of his again, locker. Again, when Buffy opens the locker, first thing she does is just stick her face right in it. And I'm like, wait, did you... Did you not see what just happened? Yeah. A scaly arm came out of it, and you're going to slowly open it and yeah, stick your I would, face I'd right in it? Yeah, I'd back up. Oh, yeah, I'd kick it open. I'd kick it open. Yeah. And then, like, back away and find yeah. a weapon of some yeah. sort. Yeah. 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 Well, she doesn't, and thankfully- Well, she's brave, her too. Her instincts don't get her into trouble this time right. because it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, then they walk into the library and Willow looks up and says, Xander, what happened? Did Cordelia win another round in the broom closet? (laughs) Uh, Xander says it was a locker monster and Giles gets real excited because he thought (laughs) that he said Loch Ness monster. (laughs) Everybody wants that to be real. I know. Nessie, so (laughs) He's like, Loch Ness monster? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Buffy and Xander explain what happened in Buffy's class and also with the locker arm monster. And Giles says that it sounds like a poltergeist. Mm. Um, Willow asks what it wants and Giles says, unfortunately, he doesn't know exactly what he wants. That's the trouble. See, many times the spirit is plagued by all manner of worldly troubles. Being dead, it has no way to make its peace. So it lashes out, growing ever more confused, ever more angry. And Buffy says, so it's a normal teenager, only dead. And Giles says that they need to find out who the spirit was and help them to resolve their issues. So poltergeist is a ghost, but it's like a mischievous ghost 
ghost, right? It's like a ghost that's up to no good. Yeah, it's like a fucking angry ass ghost. Right. Yeah. You do not fuck around with the poltergeist. You don't mess yeah, with the poltergeist. Yeah, did you see the movie Poltergeist? I did. Yeah. Oh, oh and so the Blu-ray. Good. Oh, it's great. I haven't yeah. seen it in so long. Me I should neither. watch that. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch it uh, this Halloween. We can talk about it. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Because that wasn't on our movie club list. So it that wasn't. would be a great Halloween pick. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I just can't I get my wife up. to watch Poltergeist. She won't watch it with me. I'll have to oh, watch yeah. it by my lonesome. Yeah. I mm, I could see Dave not wanting to watch it either. So Yeah. Maybe we can watch it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave and Amy can hang out and watch like Aladdin for the 97th yeah. time. Oh my. Yeah. Are you kidding? Dave would fucking love that. Of course he would. He fucking loves Aladdin. Yeah. They can dance <laughs> together and do the... Uh, Never have a friend like me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you and I can watch Poltergeist. And we'll be like, ah! <laughs> They're here. Don't go towards the light. <laughs> Forget exactly what they say, but I know it's something, something like, like that. Something like that. Or do they want you to move towards the light? I can't remember I what it is. I think it's don't go to the light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the light is death, right? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, I was watching that movie when I was way too young to be <laughs> yeah, watching that too. movie. <laughs> so then, anyway, we cut to Sunnydale High at night. The janitor is mopping as a teacher comes out of her classroom. She asks mop, if it's mop, safe. Mop, mop, all day long. Mop, mop, mop while I sing this song. Gonna wax that floor. Gonna make it shine. Gonna clean off all the spray paint with turpentine. Wow. Okay, continue. That's, that's lovely. <laughs> that's an old Adam that. Sandler bit from one of his <laughs> oh. CDs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, so she asks if it's safe to walk, and she seems like she's not super familiar with the janitor, you know, because she's like double checking that his name is George, and he says yes. And the teacher, Miss Frank, begins to walk away, but George calls to her. And you want to do some more lines here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, George and Miss Frank. Um, So we'll start. Do you want to be George or do you want to be Miss Frank? Who's George again? Oh, George the boy. George is the janitor. Oh, janitor. (laughs) He's not the boy. He's the janitor. He's a man. I'll be the janitor. I'll be the janitor. I'll be George. Okay. So start (laughs) from uh, Oh, Miss Frank. Oh, Miss Frank. Yes. And George drops his mop. Yep. You can't make me disappear just because you say it's over. There's no way we can be together. No way people will ever understand. Accept it. Is that what this is about? What other people think? No, I just want you to be able to have some kind of normal life. We can never have that. Don't you see? I don't give a damn about a normal life. I'm going crazy not seeing you. I think about you every minute. I know, but it's over. It has to be. I, and she turns around and starts to leave. Come and then back here. And then to chase after her. We're not finished yet. He grabs her by the arm and turns her around to face him. You don't care anymore, is that it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I feel. Then tell me you don't love me. And then I shake you again. Say it! Will that help? (laughs) Is that what you'd have to hear? I don't. I don't. Now let me go. No. A person doesn't just wake up one day and stop loving somebody. And then a gun materializes in his hand. He takes a step back. Schling, dum, it doesn't dum. make any sound. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a step back. He raises the revolver, aims it at her, and then... Love is forever. So here's a slightly expanded version. Yeah, we get a little bit more. What we heard earlier. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that's interesting. Then we get a commercial break. We see Giles in his office in the library, and he can hear George and Miss Frank uh, shouting. So he gets up to investigate, but then he hears a faint female voice whisper, I need you. And he says, Jenny? Uh, and then we cut to him walking in the hall, trying to follow the voice, but then he sees and hears George and Mrs. Frank arguing outside on the balcony, George pointing a gun at Ms. Frank. The gun goes off and Giles kind of hides behind a corner to keep an eye on what's going on, but all, obviously also afraid for his life. Is it Jenny? Is Jenny going to come back from the ether? Is she going to rematerialize? Is somebody going to reconjure her up from a from a floppy disk recipe of and crystals and uh, orbs of Thessulas? I don't know, Pat. We're going to have to keep watching to find out. <sighs> okay. All right. So Miss Frank falls over the edge off the balcony. George looks over the edge and sees her dead. Then he runs back inside where he's tackled to the floor by Giles. The gun slips out of his hand and disappears. It'd be funny if he said, by George, and then like <laughs> well, made some sort nothing of... Nothing is sacred to you, Pat. <laughs> A woman has died. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's sad. Sad. Uh, George is very confused. He asks Giles what happened, and Giles says, You just shot a woman. And then we cut to a very nice stone mansion where Angel is leading Drusilla and Spike on a tour. And that garden, this is a really pretty garden that they've got there. I was yeah. like, I'm, I could get down with that garden. Yeah, I thought that. I was like, everywhere that they hang out, basically, I mean, aside from the factory, is kind of your jam. Even when they throw a party, like in the factory. Oh, yeah. That the party way they was decorate. sweet. Yeah. It's kinda... I would do something like that. Right. So never now... had like a cool gothic vampire party. Yeah. That'd You'd be right You'd think that I would alley. have, but I never I have. Well, Actually, I did. One of the murder mystery parties that I had was like uh, mystical, magical beings. Yeah. So there was, there was like vampires and werewolves and fairies. You should do one around uh, Halloween. Boy, we're really talking up Halloween this year. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Halloween. I know. I know. So, it's a good time. Yeah. I mean, now that we can get together again safely, I would love to do that. Yeah. We could do the monster mash and then the yeah. thriller dance. Do the yeah. gory ma. Yeah. <laughs> Except I don't actually dance. And the so. time warp. <laughs> no. Yes. No, that's where you lost me. And then we'll do the time warp again. No, we're not going to do it once or twice or again or again. Yes, we but will. Gory Ma. Might be doing it at my wedding. Gory Ma. Uh-huh. Ma, Ma, Ma. Anyway, Drusilla says, oh, Angel, it's a fairyland. Ooh. And she's <laughs> being weird, Drusilla. <laughs> yeah, drunky ducks. My favorite. <laughs> Spike says... It's paradise, big windows, lovely gardens. It'll be perfect when we want the sunlight to kill us. <laughs> mm, yeah. He's uh, very bitter. Uh, and oh, Angela yeah. says, if you don't like it, Spike, hit the stairs and go. Take a stand, man. <laughs> oh, Angel's just digging, digging himself <laughs> a grave loves, this whole episode. Oh, my God. He loves digging into yeah. Spike. Uh, and they taunt each other a little bit more. Then Angel takes a sprig of jasmine and brushes it down Drew's face. <laughs> and Spike, having had enough, rolls off. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the library the next day. Giles is telling Buffy, Willow, and Xander what he witnessed. And he thinks that it's Jenny. Um, Buffy, Willow, and Xander all question him. Willow pointing out that Jenny wasn't shot. So it doesn't really match her at all. Right. Um, and, and he says, the gun is insignificant. 
it's the violence of the thing that matters. And Buffy says, I don't know. These fights these couples keep having, it's sort of specific. Willow says, she's right. It's a pattern that doesn't fit with the way Miss Calendar died. And Giles says, yes, well, I appreciate your thoughts on the matter. In fact, I, well, I encourage you to always challenge me when you feel it's appropriate. You should never be cowed by authority. Except, of course, in this instance, when I am clearly right and you are clearly wrong. Yeah. I mean, it could be Jenny. It could be any sort of female poltergeist or ghost that uh, inhabits the Hellmouth area. Because, Mm -hmm. as we know, Giles is a catch. He's a sexy fuddy-duddy. So (laughs) if any ghost were to see him lurking the halls at night, they might just be inclined to whisper, I need you. Well, but he thinks that it's more than just that. He thinks that everything that's happening is her. Oh, I see. He's really caught up in it. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's that's where I definitely agree with Buffy and Willow and Xander. Right. Like, Not because connected. this is this is a scenario that has now played out twice. Right. And there's been a gun, and there's lovers arguing, or two people arguing, a male and female, and it just has no bearing on how Jenny right. died. But we don't know that the "I need you" was. 100% connected to the storyline. We don't. We don't. That is true. So. But it did happen at the same time. So you're saying there's a chance. Mm, mm. Maybe. Mm. We'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, so then Buffy, Willow, and Xander move their research to the computer classroom because they're kind of like, you know what? Giles is hung up on this Jenny thing. I don't think we're going to get anywhere with him. So we got to kind of do this on our own. Yeah. Um, and Willow finds a newspaper article that's titled Sunnydale High Jock Kills Lover Self. And Willow says, it says a student murdered a teacher on the night of the Sadie Hawkins dance. The rumor was they were having an affair and she tried to break it off. After he killed her, he went to the music room and shot himself. And they realized that the Sadie Hawkins dance is that night, which is actually a goof because the guy, uh, Ben, who asked Buffy out at the bronze had said that the dance was tomorrow night, but it has now been two nights since then. Hmm. Like, this is now the second day. Right. It's been another night. (laughs) Yes, it has. (laughs) 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 So that was a goof. A goof. Uh, Xander wonders when this murder-suicide happened and why they never heard about it. And Buffy says, without looking at the article. 1955. Back to the future, Doc Brown. 1955. That's when they go back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe that's why they made it 1955. I bet it was a reference. Yeah. Whenever they talk about the 50s, they always talk about 55 for some reason. Probably just because it rolls off the tongue nicely. 55. 55. (laughs) He's good. (laughs) Uh, So then we cut to Buffy opening up the 1955 yearbook for Willow and Xander, Mm -hmm. the one that had fallen off of the shelf. Ghost book. Yeah, the ghost book. She tells him that she dreamt about Grace Newman and James Stanley, Grace Newman being the teacher, James Stanley being the student, and Willow says that he's the one who did it. Willow feels bad for both of them, but Buffy has no sympathy for James, saying that he should be doing 60 years in a prison, breaking rocks and making special friends with Roscoe the weightlifter. Hmm. Yowza. Yeah. Let's not forget about the uh, predator teacher, though. Right. Let's not forget. That's right. They don't really talk about that. They don't. Yeah. Let's not... let's ground this episode a little bit in today's, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They really should address that, and they don't. That's okay. This is 1997. Mm. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, it's a little weird that they don't talk about that at all. But I think you're right, though. If it was a male teacher and a female student, there would be a whole uproar about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Buffy guesses that it's James, it's James's ghost that they're dealing with since it's so violent. And Willow says that she's going to try researching Miss Calendar's pagan sites to find a way to communicate with them and see what James wants. Buffy says, who cares what he wants? We need to shut him down before some other innocent guy goes and kills some poor nice girl and then blows his brains out all over the music room wall. And Xander goes, okay, (laughs) who's hungry? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We cut to the cafeteria, which is serving up some... Not so appetizing looking food. Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> no, they've got like spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah, they have spaghetti and like uh, sauerkraut and um, hot dogs. I don't know if I've ever had it's sauerkraut. Is really? that like ever? coleslaw? No. It's sour. It's. Uh, <laughs> is it yeah. kraut that is sour? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Great. It's fermented. Fermented, like pickled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pickled coleslaw. So you take coleslaw, you put it in a pickle jar, and well, shazam, you got you got sauerkraut. Oh, wait, I've mm-hmm. had sauerkraut. It goes on, um, uh, uh, what's... Uh, I mean, it is ba- it is cabbage. What's the sandwich? So like, what's the sandwich? Yeah, it's on Rubens. Rubens, yes. Yeah. I do love me a Rubens, so I've had I sa- do sauerkraut. I do, too. Yeah, that's pretty much the... I eat... I, that's pretty much the only time I eat it. Well, we also will sometimes make, like, um, pierogies and kielbasa and have sauerkraut with that mm. now you're making me hungry mm. yeah this is like last week when you became the der poppenstadt oh no this i'm gonna is... become der foodenstadt <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> what sauerkraut. food just give me some food <laughs> der sauerkraut <laughs> der sauerkraut and yeah <laughs> So Cordy has a whole big plate of spaghetti, which feels very uncordy to me because that's yeah. all carbs. You know, I feel like she would not. That's not going to be her prescribed lunch. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. She sits down with Buffy, Willow and Xander and she says, I hope you guys aren't going to the Sadie Hawkins dance tonight because I'm organizing a boycott. Do you realize that the girls have to ask the guys and pay and everything? I oh, mean, this is whose talk about genius it. idea was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now um, I remember. Yeah, and Xander says, obviously, some hairy-legged feminist. (laughs) And Cordelia says, really? Well, we need to nip this thing in the bud. I mean, otherwise, things are going to get really scary. And on cue... Don't like this. Oh, yeah, I know. You should see my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have a thing in here that's like, how did you feel about this, Pat? Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. So on cue, several students scream, and the food has turned into snakes. No! Yeah, so this is your fear. I hate snakes. Yeah. So much. So. Yeah. How how did you feel? Well, my heart almost jumped out of my chest, and (laughs) my notes went. You probably should have. I think I need a trigger warning when these things happen. Because my hey, notes you did went, not give me a trigger warning when the fucking centipede came out in okay. Lost. So true. payback, true. bitch. True, true. But well, I this think this was like ten you, times. This is like a hundred thousand yeah, times worse. This was the worst. Uh, as soon as I saw the first snake, my heart almost stopped, or maybe it did stop. Not sure. I should probably you had a palpitation. Get an EKG after this episode. <laughs> But my notes went, plates of snakes, and then it just went, you know, I just mashed my keyboard, and then I said, WTF, Sammy, all caps. 
I can't believe that's probably what my notes said when the centipede came out and lost. Yeah, this all the snake mayhem. See, when I see a snake, it makes my skin crawl. It makes my insides want to be on my outsides. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. It takes many minutes to recover from. I know how that feels. And uh, yeah, so I just had to close my eyes and I had to wait for it to be over. Yeah, and I know somebody got bit in the face. I think it was Cordy. It but I didn't see it. I didn't see the mayhem. You had to unfold. close your eyes. <laughs> I had to look down. I can't watch it. I can't watch. Yeah, snakes. it was a lot because people like were someone was like going to eat a sandwich or maybe they're like hot dog oh, and there God. were snakes I'm all not over sleep it. Tonight. And all, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, continue snakes to narrate the scene. You know, I've always wanted to see snakes on a plane just because I'm a huge Sam Jackson fan. Yeah, I but you're ne- not a snake I fan. Can't. I can't. Maybe there aren't any actual snakes in it. No, I've seen the trailer. I know (laughs) for a fact there's a million and a half snakes in it. Yeah. It could be like, that could be good, like, uh, what do they call it? Flooding therapy? What? Yeah, I think it's called flooding therapy in psychology when like you you have an irrational fear of something. Yeah, Yeah. and you just like keep seeing it. No, I would die. Yeah. If I were to try that, I wouldn't be able to handle it. My psyche... Is not that I don't strong. think I would either. I would crumble. I would crumble. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I would too if it was centipedes. Yeah, right. So I hear you, and uh, I'm sorry. I honestly did not remember that scene happening um, in this episode until it happened, and then I was like, "Hmm, should I tell Pat about this?" <sighs> nah, he didn't <sighs> warn me about the centipede. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well. So yes, let's Cordy call gets it even. bit in the face. <laughs> um, Cordy gets bit in the face by one. Then she jumps up. And everyone's running out of the calf as Snyder walks in. And then we fade to a team of pest control people gathering the snakes out. So, like, they've made their way, like, outside of the school at this point. Oh, my God. Um, I I think my eyes were still shut at this point. Okay. Well, so at least I'm narrating it for you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah. As the police look on, students are running around. Like, it's chaos. Um. And then Cordy is having her snake bite patched up by a paramedic as our buddy, the police chief, and Snyder yes. try to figure out how to explain this away. So you want to do some lines here with oh, the police yeah. chief and Snidey? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to be? Oh, I want to be... Oh, they're kind of both great parts for me. Yeah, I know. So I'll let you, you choose. You want to be both? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to play both. Do it. Oh, can I? Okay. Yeah. Start All from right. schoolboy pranks. All right. I'm going to give the chief a little flair. I don't think this is how he sounded. Okay. Uh, Schoolboy pranks never sell. Now I'm Snyder. All mm-hmm. right. We're going to have to both do it because yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, they're going to be similar. Okay. It's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so who do you want to sn- be? Uh, I'll be the chief. Okay. All right. Uh, Schoolboy pranks never sell. The sewer got backed up. Better. I can probably make that one fly, but this is getting out of hand. People will talk. You'll take care of it. I'm doing everything I can, but you people have to realize. And then two men arrive, and one says, Snyder, what's going on here? Back up, backed up sewer line. Same thing happened in San Diego just last week. And the two men continue on. And then I say back to you, we're on a hellmouth. Sooner or later, people are going to figure that out. Eh, the city council was told that you could handle this job. If you feel that you can't, perhaps uh, you'd like to take that up with the mayor. I'll handle it. I will. So, 
Interesting. Now we know yeah. that Snyder, the Snyder. police chief, and probably the mayor and the city council, they're a lot all of aware people of this hell mouth. Are, are all aware of this hellmouth thing. Yeah. And they're putting Snyder in charge of dealing with it somehow. What's his deal? Is he connected with the men in black, perhaps? Mm. I mean, mm. he seems pretty small and snivelly to uh, have that much power. <laughs> mm, he is small and snivelly, but he knows a lot. This guy's yeah. got a lot of information is what it seems. But he also, it's a curious thing. I don't even know if I should like point your attention to this, but I will because I've already started. <laughs> it's a curious thing that he knows about the Hellmouth, but he seems very against Buffy. Mm, perhaps he's a demon of sorts. Mm, very short perhaps. one with sugar bowl ears. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar Bowl Snyder. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to hear if you've got any predictions about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel okay. like I, after the Yana thing, uh, my predictions, I give uh, what? I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know? Well, there's a lot. I think there's a lot that happens here that can help you make some kind of prediction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I got one written down somewhere here. Well, I hope so. Uh, so at Buffy's house that night, Willow tells them that the time for touchy feely communication has passed and it's time for exorcism. <laughs> and Cordelia says, are you crazy? I saw that movie. Even the priest died. Spoiler yeah. alert. If you haven't seen the exorcist. Great movie. Great. Scariest Another movie I've great ever movie. seen. Oh yeah. Fucking great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Susie so does not like scary movies. My older sister. Yeah. And I used to, I remember watching The Exorcist. I think it was like early on in her dating her now husband. Yeah. And so I think like, she, you know, she was like in that phase of like still trying to like impress him and be interested in the stuff that he's interested in. Yeah. And he was like, well, he was watching The Exorcist and I was like super into it. And so she was like trying to deal with it but she cannot handle that movie. I cannot and I was sitting movie. next to her and I would like rotate my head, you know? <laughs> and yeah. she was like, no! <laughs> so, yeah. not a fan of that movie. I um, saw it when I was like 15 I like and I was living in a haunted house at the time. So oh, it just that made was it stupid. <laughs> that much scarier. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of like weird stuff about that movie. Like oh, people yeah. died. Like, yeah, let's not talk about it. It's, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's crazy. I saw it way younger than that. And, uh, Jeez. It's another way one I haven't younger? seen in a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I tried to rewatch it semi recently because I got like the special edition Blu ray and I was so excited. It's like a digit book and it's got all sorts of Ooh. pages in it and stuff. Pop yeah, the disc is... in. You could pop the disc in, started to play it and said, nope. And I shut it off. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I chickened out. How was that not in Movie Club? The Exorcist? Too hardcore. Too hardcore for the uh, for the poster. For the masses. Although we did watch Seven. Uh, and Old Boy. Come on. Yeah, Old Boy. I'm sorry. Old up. Boy is the f most fucked up movie I've that ever seen. That was really in my messed life. up. That was really messed up. <laughs> so I feel like if we could watch that, yeah, we could Exorcist watch probably should have been part of it. I, I agree. think it. I think that should have been over Rosemary's Baby. Perhaps. Yeah, I think you're right. So anyway. Well, we can watch uh, Poltergeist and The Exorcist this Halloween. I, I don't know if I can watch The Exorcist. <laughs> I'll watch it with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll sleep on your floor at night. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I can for the be demon. there to protect you. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously Amy won't watch it. Right. No, uh, God, no. 
So anyway, Willow tells them that they need to form a Mangus tripod where one person chants on the hot spot and then the other three chant in other places around the school to form a triangle around the hot spot. Um, and she says it's supposed to bind the bad spirit and keep it from doing any more harm. Um, Buffy says that she will, of course, take the hot spot. And so back at the school, Willow gives them all scapulas, which are smelly herb bags that you wear around your neck for protection. Mm, or at least yummy. hers are smelly because she uses sulfur. That's kind of like Rosemary's baby. Yeah, I know. It made <laughs> me think of that. Uh, Cordelia says, no problem. This will be a piece of cake, right? And I was like, piece of cake, piece of crumb cake. <laughs> piece of crumb cake. <laughs> it's no problem. Uh, and then the doors start slamming closed all around them, which is Just always a good sign. Uh, then back from commercial, Drusilla is digging in dirt like a cat. She's talking about <laughs> sleeping naked underground. <laughs> yeah. And then she rolls on the ground and laughs as she has a vision. And she says, there's a gate. It's opening. It's black. Mm-hmm. It wants her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, she is genius. She's man. wiggy. Oh, uh, yeah. And then yeah. she says, the Slayer, it's time, Angel. She's ready for you now. She's dancing. And she starts <laughs> dancing. Dancing. What a fun death. part to play. It's got to be I a know. blast. Yeah. Yeah. And so then Angel kind of starts to grind up and touch Drew, of course, like antagonizing Spike. And uh, he says, this whole Slayer thing has run its course. So yeah. he's going after her. Mm. Uh, Angel, that is, not Spike. Uh, and then at the school, Willow runs into Giles, who says that he thinks he's close to contacting Jenny and kind of like tells her to run along. And, you know, basically there's might might be some activity taking place. Mm. Um, and so then uh, Cordy checks her snake bite in the bathroom mirror. So they're all going to like their positions around the school. Uh, Buffy walks down a hall and hears the song I Only Have Eyes for You playing in the music room. She sees a flyer for the 1955 Sadie Hawkins dance on the door and looks in and sees James and Grace dancing. Um, Xander has the unfortunate privilege of being stationed in the still snake infested cafeteria. Oh, so he, here we he go gets again. on a table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you would not be able to handle that. No, that'd be the, that'd be the like if this were us, I would have to be going into the snake infested cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, as Buffy watches, uh, James and Grace dancing, suddenly James's face becomes like ghoulish and zombified. As Cordelia is looking in the mirror, her skin on the side of her face with the snake bite suddenly becomes like reddish, like it's like yeah, really badly like burned or decaying. Yeah. Um, and then Willow stationed at a stairway, a uh, stairway landing, um, starts to get pulled into the floor like quicksand. Uh, she screams for Giles, who comes running to, and, like, helps, like, pull her out. And then on the balcony, um, the hot spot, Buffy puts on her scapula, and she has a vision of Grace running out onto the balcony, being chased by James with his gun. He shakes the gun at her, and it goes off. So it looks like it kind of goes off accidentally. Like, he doesn't... He, didn't, he just shakes it. was not intending to actually shoot her in that moment and then james looks surprised and horrified as grace clutches her chest and like pulls her hands away her hand away and we see the blood um and then we see james blood not blood not funny (laughs) (laughs) 
nothing is sacred. <laughs> uh, then we see James walking into the music room, putting on the re- uh, records. Again, the same song, I Only Have Eyes For You. He's crying. He raises the gun to his head. He pulls the trigger. And then we cut to Buffy on the balcony. And zombie-faced James appears, grabs her by the arms, and yells, Get out! Yikes. Yeah. And then it all seems to stop. And Willow tells Giles, Jenny could never be this mean. And so he's realizing that, you know, he says, I know it's not her, is it? Yeah. And then the clock strikes midnight and Willow gets back into place to light her candle. Giles sticking close by. And then we flash between between Willow, Cordy, Buffy and Xander lighting their candles. And they say kind of collectively, I shall confront and expel all evil out of marrow and bone, out of house and home, never to come here again. And I was like, ooh, I like this binding spell. You like it? You're into it? I like it it a lot. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm going to keep this one in my back pocket. Nice. Um, We flash between them again as it seems like nothing is really happening. And then each of their candles goes out. uh, And Giles and Willow come down the stairs, look down the hall. They hear a faint buzzing. And Uh. then it steadily gets louder. And at the far end of the hall, they see a dark swarm of wasps coming towards them. Yeah. And they run, uh, soon joined by Cordelia, then Xander and Buffy completely. uh, And then Buffy breaks open a door. They all run out to the sidewalk, looking back at the school, completely surrounded by wasps. Right. So they're not getting back in there. Nope. They cut. uh, Then we cut to the Scooby gang back at Buffy's house. And they're all trying to figure out what to do next. Um, Isn't it like tea time? Yeah. (laughs) Giles is like pouring tea. (laughs) Tea time at Giles? They're at Buffy's house. Oh, they're at Buffy's. Yeah. Yeah. But he is pouring tea. He's in charge of the tea, He just makes himself at home and he just gets the tea. You know, know, tea time with Giles kind of seems like the best thing ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, imagine just hanging out with Giles and just talking shop, drinking tea. Oh, my God. I would be such a nerd. I would nerd out with him so much. What would you say? You want to talk about Loch Ness Monster? Let's talk about the Loch Ness Monster. You want to talk about ghosts? You want to talk about werewolves? Fuck Uh, yeah. I'm down. Okay. All of these things. First, would you like a refill of your tea? Yes. I would like every refill. Okay. Always. Honey? You never have to ask, uh, depending on the tea. (laughs) (laughs) Or is he calling me, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. That's up for interpretation. (laughs) <laughs> sexy fuddy daddy <laughs> uh, yeah, yes and then he totally just blows it i have to go <laughs> yeah he just leaves and this i'm like this is too okay. much for me <laughs> i don't know i don't think i'm half as ballsy as jenny was no half as ovary as jenny is yeah we know what you're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, Buffy realizes that it's forgiveness that James wants. And Giles says, yes, I imagine he does. But when James possesses people, they act out exactly what happened that night. So he's um, experiencing a form of purgatory instead. He's doomed to kill Miss Newman over and over and over again. And forgiveness is impossible. And Buffy says, good, he doesn't deserve it. And Giles says, to forgive is an act of compassion, Buffy. It's not done because people deserve it. It's done because they need it. And Buffy says, no, James destroyed the one person he loved most in a moment of blind passion. And it's that's not something you forgive. No matter why he did what he did, and no matter if he knows now it was wrong and selfish and stupid, it's just something he's going to have to live with. And Xander says, he can't live with it, Buff. He's dead. 
And she kind of like looks at them all for a moment and then walks off into the kitchen. And Cordelia goes, okay, over-identify much? Mm-mm. And this is like, Cordy's right, you know? Like, she might be tactless, but she yeah. is pretty insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because obviously... she knows. Yeah, obviously sometimes. right now, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes she's too wrapped up in her own shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously Buffy is talking about being angry with Angel. So... Right. Buffy walks into the kitchen um, and she gets something out of her pocket and it's the class of 55 Sadie Hawkins dance flyer. And then she hears a faint male voice say, I need you. Mm. So this is where I think it's not Jenny. It's uh, still yeah, the, well, that's the possession Jenny. happening. Yeah. yeah. So it just must be the poltergeist. Yeah. Poltergeist. Poltergeist and girls. Poltergirls. <laughs> Uh, she goes out the kitchen door without anyone hearing her. I smell food. Dave must be home. Poppin' stuff? No, this time it smells like wonton soup. Mm. 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 Now you're really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then she uh, Buffy goes out the kitchen door without anyone hearing her at the school. The wasps part. The parting yeah. of the wasps. And I was to like... Let her in wasp you doing here buffy yeah (laughs) yeah i was like oh man whatever she does though boy it's gonna sting no damn it you took mine i was like well what was in that tea perhaps she's buzzed (laughs) (laughs) i only had one i couldn't come up with any more come on you know puns come in threes (laughs) i know not always well anyway (laughs) what we strive for Those were good. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Willow. So then back at Buffy's house, Willow enters the kitchen. She sees that Buffy's gone, sees the flyer. She tells Giles Buffy's gone back in. Then we cut to the school. They all stand outside and those wasps are not letting them in. And I wrote here, boy, that must really sting. (laughs) Well, sorry. I really stole stole my thunder. thunder. Yeah. Or your buzzer never mind you were really that was really a buzz kill for me (laughs) it was a buzz kill (laughs) (laughs) yeah will we ever be okay again (laughs) remember to be yourself (laughs) be yourself yeah (laughs) latin reference oh latin (laughs) okay giles uh explains that he thinks that she's under the spirit's thrall that james needs her to reenact what happened to hopefully hopefully have a happier ending um, and Willow's worried about this, but Giles assures her that the school is deserted, so there's no man for James to possess. So, like, because she's like, isn't she going to get shot? You know, and he's yeah. like, there's no man in there. So Not yet. Yeah. And then inside the school, Buffy is roaming the halls in a daze. And then so is Angelus. Angelus. Who informs her that wasps have no taste for the undead. So that's something okay. We've well, learned. look who's look who's uh, knows everything about Wasmalls. Uh, mm. mm. Guess he can <laughs> read books, <laughs> or he just has experimented being alive for over being a vampire for two hundred years. Yeah, knows anyway. a little something something about wasps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, um, Buffy says, "You're." Th- she's like kind of away, f- faced away from him, and she says, "You're the only one, the only person I can talk to." And Angelus goes, gosh, Buff, that's really pathetic. And then she faces him and uh, she says, you can't make me disappear just because you say it's over. 
and Angelus approaches her and says, actually, I can, in fact. And then a switch goes off. And he says, I just want you to be able to have some kind of normal life. We can never have that, don't you see? And then we flash between James and Grace and Buffy, who's possessed by James right. this time. Right, it's a little role reversal for this yes. one. Strange. So James cho- chose Buffy here to possess. Because he could... Well, they talk about it later, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Angel is fulfilling the role of Grace. So this is really cool because now we get the whole scene playing out. And we're not yeah. going to go line by line because we've pretty much already done these lines. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. So we've got um, Buffy slash James chasing Angel slash Grace onto the balcony. The gun goes off. You know, they all have this whole big fight. Willow, Cordelia, Giles, and Xander hear the gun go off from outside the school. And Angel clutches his chest, then pulls back his hand to reveal the blood the same way that Grace did. Grace slash Angel falls over the balcony as James slash Buffy watch on in shock, looking over the balcony to see Grace slash Angel fall dead at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Um, James slash Buffy goes into the music room. So this whole time we're kind of switching back between both. Cross-cutting back and forth. Yeah. Which I, I thought was a pretty cool uh, pretty cool way to do this. 55 and 97. What? What's that mean? 1955 and 1997. Oh, <laughs> 98. Oh, 98. Oh, I was like, enough. is this some kind of like technical language about... Yeah, 55 about... and 97. Put the light <laughs> over there, put the camera here. It's a 55 and a 97. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, James slash Buffy goes into the music room and Angel's eyes suddenly open and he props himself up on his elbows looking up at the balcony. So that hasn't happened before. Um, Mm. Buffy turns on the record player, then looks into a mirror and it's James that's looking back at her. Um, Buffy raises the gun to to her head, but Angel comes in and pushes it back down. And we're gonna do some more lines here. Cool. Uh, so I'll be Buffy and you can be Angelus. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Grace. Don't do this. But, but I killed you. It was an accident. It wasn't your fault. Oh, it is my fault. How could I? I'm the one who should be sorry, James. You thought I stopped loving you, but I never did. I loved you with my last breath. No more tears. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to unpack my performance there for a second because I was yeah. in jealous, but I was also Grace. Grace. Yeah. So it was like really sort of like oniony in the way that there were layers the there, layers, just like yeah. ogres. Yeah, right. So again, if there are any casting directors that are looking to fill out the pilots. NBC, yeah, you know, similar ABC. to similar to the way that Emma Watson mm-hmm. was playing Bellatrix Lestrange, you know, yes. was was playing uh what's her name? Why can't I think of the actress's name right now? I um, love her too. Starts with an M. I just want to say Marla Singer, but that's not <laughs> Oh, maybe that's, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking she, of too. She also is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's going to really kill me. Yeah. But I know what I'm you're a, saying. I'm, I got to look it up because this will kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's three words. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> you were thinking Marla Singer too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like the whole, you know, Emma Watson as Helena Bonham Carter, as Willow as, or right. sorry, as, <laughs> as Hermione, as Bellatrix. Right. It's great. Yeah. Thank you. Or so. I guess it's the, it was the reverse. It's Helena Bonham Carter as, Yeah. It's a casting whole directors. You can reach it's us amazing. at uh, if you ever want that magic at gmail.com. Yep, we're waiting. Your we'll emails. be here. We'll have to wade through all of them. There's going to be many. So many. Yeah. Make sure they don't go to spam. Anyway, we cut to <laughs> 1955, and so instead of um, just Buffy and Angel kissing here in the music room, it's we see Grace and James kissing and then we cut back to 1998 and Angelus and Buffy are kissing and then they keep kissing and a bright light appears above them as the spirits of Grace and James leave this spirit. world and yeah. go on Fern to Gully. happier days. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fern Gully. Yeah. I love Fern Gully. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy and Angelus gently break off their kiss and open their eyes and for a moment Buffy thinks that her angel is back almost but Angelus realizes what's happened and what's happening and he growls pushes her away and yeah. runs from the room leaving Buffy in shock can uh yeah this is a dumb question never mind I'll just abandon it just ask me I was gonna ask if Angel could bite Buffy and kill her and feed on her the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course he can. I know. It's a stupid question. Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. It's good to ask. Yeah. In the library, Giles paces as Willow, Xander, and Cordelia enter and inform him that everything seems normal. There's no wasps or snakes. Every uh, little thing gonna be all right. Thought you were gonna say everything, every little thing she does is magic. <laughs> oh, that would work too. Yeah. <laughs> um... Although, maybe not really in this situation. Not everything. <laughs> no. Uh, and so Giles goes back into his office where Buffy was sort of just like taking a breather. And he asks if she's feeling any better. And she says, James picked me. I guess I was the one he could relate to. He was so sad. So, you know, she's obviously t- so torn up, like angry and sad about her breakup with Angel and the way that she, he's treated her, that James identified more with her than with yeah. Angel mm-hmm. in this situation. Right. And she says she doesn't understand why Grace would forgive him, but Giles asks if it matters, and she's like, I guess it doesn't. Um, and then we cut to the mansion where Angel is furiously scrubbing himself in a fountain. <laughs> he's yeah, like shirtless Angel. Yeah. Give the audience what they want. Yeah, they do. They got a Buffy and an Angel smoochy scene. Give them what mm-hmm. they want. And mm-hmm. now they got a shirtless Angel. Ooh, Give them Pat. what they want. Oof. Just you know? wait. Just wait, Pat. They had to They had to make sure that those ratings weren't going to dip mid-season, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yep. So he takes a dip in the mm-hmm. fountain. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's like totally disgusted saying he was violated by love and then Whoops. he says that he needs to get out. He says, I need a real vile kill before sunup to wipe this crap out of my system. The way just, he said vile kill, I, th- I feel like he didn't understand the script. He put like the emphasis on, on a weird word, the way he delivered. Oh, He's really? He's like, I need a real vile kill. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that is a weird way. Angel, let's take it again. A real vile kill. Yeah, I need a real vile kill. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe he can't read. We've talked about this. <laughs> he can't read a script. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's picked him because his chest, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. And leather pants. Mm. <laughs> and I'm back. Drusilla and says back. they'll find him a nice toddler and uh, oh, asks Spike if he wants to come, but Angel answer- answers for him. He says, no can do, Drew. I'm sure he'll be hell on wheels, but we don't have much time. We got to travel light. And he puts his hand on Spike's shoulders and he like kind of puts his face in close to him. And he says, sorry, try to have fun without me. And then he and Drew leave and Spike says, oh, I will. Oh, boy. This swelling of this action-y fuck yeah music. Oh, he comes back. As Spike takes his foot from his footrest and puts it on the ground. He slowly Plants gets it. up. He stands tall, fully recovered from his weakness, and he kicks yeah. back his wheelchair angrily. Shikika. Goes spinning away. <laughs> he looks up at the garden entryway, and he says, sooner than you think. Oh, boom. boom. End credits. Yeah. Oh, shit, Pat. Oh, Spikey's back. Final thoughts. What are your final thoughts on this episode? Well, it's fun to see that Spike is uh, erect again. Yeah, erect. <laughs> That's a way to say it. Yeah, he stood up, you know. He's uh, standing tall again, which is great because he's been wheeling around for too long. And, uh, yeah, this might play into my prediction. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Great moment. So, great moment. Great moment. What do you yeah. think of this episode overall? I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. I think the poltergeist is interesting. Yeah, I like ghost stuff. And I like ghost stuff too. It does sort of feel like one of those episodes where they can throw anything that they want at the wall. Be like, what else is scary? Nah, wasps and wall snakes and yeah. his, uh, arm scaling arm comes out of the locker. Yeah, like, well, it's it sort of a like little, a license like, to do whatever days. you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes when that happens, like when they uh, did the season one finale and a bunch of that stuff happened, I was like, yeah. oh, too much. Save it for other episodes. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I like when there's the, when there's one great scary thing that keeps happening and we yeah. just kind of like the I mean, uh, Dirk it's all and confined. It's all confined to the school. Yeah. It's just manifesting in different. Right. It's just. Like, it, angry ways. But it's I get hard, what you mean. Yeah. It's hard to like. uh <laughs> I can choose my words carefully here. It's hard to wrap your head around <laughs> multiple, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for when it uh, manifests? Like, yeah. yeah, like like multiple manifestations of one thing. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, it could be this, could be that. You know, my desk could could have teeth that pop out of it, and that's the poltergeist, you know? Oh, that's like, scary. I like it when it's like a concrete thing that like you know, i we don't can know be i kind of liked the lots of different things because you know they like buffy sort of said earlier on when giles was describing what a poltergeist does yeah. um she was like oh so it's just like a, a normal teenager yeah that's dead because he it's was a, like he's angry it's lashing out it's just continually getting angry and angry and it's kind of like you know as like a teen when you don't know how to like channel your anger you just like are lashing out in all these crazy different ways and so yeah. That's how, how I kind of interpreted it. It's kind of like a buffet of horrors, you know? Yeah. You get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Buffet. Buffet. 
the <laughs> buffet, vampire slayer. The vampire slayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I like this episode. Um, it's not one that I come back to again and again, but it, yeah. it is one that like if I'm rewatching season two or something, I will, I will watch this one because I like the ghost stuff. I like the, I, but I also like that it wraps in, you know, like gun violence, suicide, unrequited love. And again, a partner like not able to process or handle a breakup. So like a lot of that real life human emotion in this one episode manifested as an angry ghost that can't move on. I think it threads nicely into Buffy and Angel's story and how they both get uh, infested. Yeah. (laughs) By this poltergeist and sort of play out the roles, which also dovetails into their own situation. Right. So that was interesting. And Angel has said in the past to her, like, you should have a normal life. Like, you're not going to get that with me. Yeah. So it's like literally something that he has said to her in the past. Right. So So I got a question for you, Pat. Okay. Who's the big bad of this season? Who's the big bad right now? Cause like, well, right now it's Angel, obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now things be changing. Mm. Old Spiky, Spiky. Now that he's standing up, yeah, there's gonna be a little bit of a battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to uh-huh, predictions. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. that's one thing that I don't know that I ever really noticed before until like kind of talking it out with you is that like this season we kind of cycle through three different big bads because it's first spike and then uh you know because he's trying to restore drusilla to health and then when drusilla gets restored to health he gets hurt so he's kind of like out of the game and it's drusilla for a little while because she hires the judge and then angel goes bad so then it's kind of angel and drusilla's sort of like playing sidekick Right. But now, like you're saying, Spike is back. He's back. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Like, I never noticed that it kind of like the big bad sort of bounces between them. It's going to be an interesting season finale. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I got some trivia for you. You want to hear trivia about this episode? All Mm -hmm. right. So the title, I Only Have Eyes For You, is uh, from a 1934 song composed by... uh, composer harry warren and lyricist al dubin though the one that's played in the show is the version that's made popular by the flamingos which i think was in the 60s 50s yeah Yeah. Um, i recognize that song yeah uh and this this song is actually also briefly featured in the grudge 2 theatrical trailer starring Mm. sarah michelle geller Oh, I never saw Grudge 2. I saw Grudge 1. I don't think I ever did either, actually. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've talked about this on Yeah. Um, the singer at the bronze in the opening scenes, yeah. uh, her name is Angie Hart, and she also sang in Firefly. Fun. Yeah, so, I thought that was uh, good music. Yeah, I liked playing. her a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, this is uh, objectively good. Yeah. Um, and this was actually the first episode that featured of Buffy that featured a PSA. So at the end of the episode, Sarah Michelle Geller does like a voiceover on the dangers of teenage suicide. Interesting. Um, which isn't, you know, on Hulu. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't see it, but I don't know if maybe it's, I don't think it, like, I think when it aired, it just played like before the credits, you know, right. the exterior of the mansion. This is a fun one. Yeah. Uh, where Spike, Drusilla and Angel now reside. 
is the Ennis House, which is a mansion in L.A. designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. And get this, Pat. Back to the Future. No. (laughs) It was also used in Blade Runner. (gasps) Blade Runner? Yes. And the interior has like inspired lots of other things, including Game of Thrones. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the book that Grace lent James is A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway. It's about a teenage World War I soldier who has a romance with an older woman, uh, an, an army nurse, and the relationship ends after she dies in a way that he blames himself for. It's actually based on events that happened to Hemingway. Interesting. So she talks about that a little bit. Uh, the scene when the ghosts of Grace and James take over Angel and Buffy's bodies was actually filmed first with the actors who play Grace and James. And then um, Buffy or Sarah Michelle Gellar and David Boreanaz watched the film so that they could mimic them when it came their time to film it. Makes sense. Um, Grace is the fourth Sunnydale High teacher killed in this series. But chronologically, the first to die. Dropping like flies. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got for you. Wow. Huh. Wow. 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 Cool. What an episode. Fun. Yeah. All right. All right. So shall we get into Lost? I'm still standing. I see that. I'm standing. Wow. Look at you. Standing up. Yeah. I'm like. Standing fool. You're like Spike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm like, I'm not (laughs) No more sitting for you. No more sitting for Spike. I'm not going to take it. (laughs) All right. With all all that, let's get into Lost. Lost. So this is Lost Season 2, Episode 5. Did I get it right this time? Nailed it? Yes, you did. All right, cool. This one is titled, dot, 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 and found. And found. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. Love it. So this original air date, this episode originally aired on October 19th, 2005, written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof and directed by Stephen Williams. So, your predictions. My predictions. I thought that the backstory would be Rose or Bernard. And I also said that we'll find out the others have been getting sick and dying from whatever sickness it is. But I actually didn't mean the others when I I realized that. I meant the the tailies. Yeah. Yeah. But I said the others, but I didn't. That's not what I meant. The people at hatch number two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm feeling hatched too. <laughs> so this episode starts with Sun and Claire washing up on the beach. Spa day with Sun and Claire. Mm, that's mm. a fun time. It is a fun time. Sun talks about how it's been four days as Claire tries to ease her worries about gin out on the ocean. Right, because so, uh, cause she got the bottle. She got the bottle, right, yeah. Yeah. So Sun realizes at that point she's just lost her wedding ring. Or she lost it at some point. Not just lost it, but yeah. she lost She her realized at that moment that yeah. she lost it. Exactly. And then slam, flashback to Sun putting her hair up and her mom enters and she takes her shoes away. And Sun's like, hey, I like those shoes. And then her mom's <laughs> like, I, I like them too, but you're not going to wear these. He might be shorter than you. What's S- funny is when her mom took the shoes away, yeah. I was like, I was, I was thinking like, her mom was going to say, these are good shoes for a whore, son. Like, <laughs> like that's why she was taking them Yeah, away. she goes hard in the paint. they weren't demure, like, demure mom. enough. <laughs> right, yeah. 
Um, so they're getting ready for a date set up from a matchmaker is what we find out. Mm-hmm. Matchmaker, matchmaker, matchmaker make, make me a me match. A match. Uh, find me a gin. Send me a hatch. Ooh. Ah, not bad. Very nice. Okay. I also thought of the the song from Mulan. Oh, right. Yeah. Make a man out of you. No, that's a different oh, song. Oh, no, but I love that song. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> no, yeah. the one where she's uh, going to meet the matchmaker. Matchmaker, uh, hear my plea. Help me not to dro- destroy my family. Oh, right. To yep, yep. Something so my family. Right, okay, right. Okay, I got clearly it. <laughs> I don't know that one that well. <laughs> but yeah. I know they're like, scarier than the undertaker. We are meeting our matchmaker. Okay, anyway. Nailed it. Little musical breakdown for you. So then her mom continues, and after four years of college, you're silver. Don't you... Don't you want to find a husband before you turn bronze? So she's putting the pressure on. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Son says, I'll find a husband when the time is right. And then she says, well, your father says the time is now. Oh, boy. Laying down the law. Uh, So then we cut to Jin back on the island, I think. Yeah. No. We cut to Jin, (laughs) who uh, we're still in the flashback. And it's, Uh, it's now a Jin flashback. Now it's gin so now we have multiple character flashbacks again mm, which yeah. is fun um he's putting on a suit and he chats with a buddy in his apartment and his buddy says i'm telling you man this year love will find you this is in korean of course so yeah. um and they go back and forth a little bit about having a woman to take care of gin and gin says that's not what a man does a man needs a goal in life he works harder than anyone he gets promoted then he'll be respected, not like the son of a fisherman, which is what oh, he is. So sad. And his so friend then points out that, yeah, I know, he's he's ashamed of his upbringing. His friend then points out the tag on his suit, and he wants to cut it off, but we find out that it's for a very important job interview, and Jin refuses him to cut it off. He says he won't be able to return it if he does so. so and that's, that's smart. That's smart. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what if we you're did frugal. with our photo shoot. Well, that's what I did anyway. <laughs> oh, did I you? had a couple of things that I returned, yeah. <laughs> For the podcast the photo on. shoot? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, not <laughs> that's too, how you too many people. the money. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, so but bad. He also, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, his friend also was like looking in some kind of book. And right. he said he was like making predictions about Jin's love life. I think you skipped over this part. Yeah. And he brevity. says, love will look Orange. Orange. And right. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is some kind of like astrology book, because in many cultures, they will actually look at a couple's natal charts or birth charts to see if yeah. they'll make a good marriage match. I think ah. that's more in India, though. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So back on the island in the Tailey's hatch lair, Analysia shows up and she lays down the law. She tells Sawyer and the crew that they need food and water for a long walk. And Sawyer says, a long walk where? And she says, back to where you came from. And I think before that, Sawyer says that he thinks that they're going to eat them. (laughs) He's like, I think they're going to eat us. Yeah, (laughs) I think they're going to eat us, man. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, she says, back to where you came from. And Sawyer's like, Texas? No, not really. 
No. <laughs> and also right before she says that, I was like, I was starting to type out in my notes, why don't they go back to where the main crew is? Like, that would only make sense. And then I was like, she says, back to where you came from. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where they're going. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so they leave the bunker quietly and stealthily. And Sawyer wants to take off running, talking to Michael about a prison break. Mm. So he's like, we should, we should, we should bust out of here. Yeah. Run, man. And then Ana Lucia says, okay, people, listen up. We need to gather. I love how she talks. She, like, over-pronunciates everything. It's yeah, great. Yeah, she's scary. Like we need she, to gather like as she much feels, food and water. It feels like she's at home in this jungle. Oh, she loves it. Like, she's yeah. like, she's I'm in a command. fierce fucking bitch, and yeah. you're going to listen to me. <laughs> this is jungle life. Right. Jungle life for life. <laughs> Hashtag jungle life. <laughs> she gets a jungle tattoo. Jungle yeah. life. Yeah. She <laughs> says, spelled... We- L-Y-F-E. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hashtag. She says, we need to gather as much food and water as we can. You travel in pairs. You move as fast as you can. Don't make any noise. So they split off into small groups, and Jin goes with Ana Lucia and Bernard to go fishing. So cut to Jack and Sun on the beach. Sun sad that she lost her wedding ring. And Jack tries connecting with her about losing his and he tells a long, boring story about how he <laughs> lost it, and he tore the house apart looking for it, only to buy a replica and lie about it to his wife. Nice one, Jackie Jack. <laughs> <laughs> long, boring story. Long, boring story. Blah, blah, blah. Jack, Jack, Jack. So then we cut back to Ana Lucia, who tries fishing with a net. She yells over to Jin to help, and he shows her how it's done. He pulls in his own fish net chock full of luscious pink fish and then luscious yeah luscious pink fish and he looks over did you pull that word right out of the transcript no i don't think so (laughs) i think i added it (laughs) it just doesn't seem like a word you would use really luscious luscious why wouldn't i say luscious i don't know just Uh, never heard that come out of your great descriptor okay well now you did also i wanted to jump in like jack has been hinting more and more about his marriage so yeah, he I feel talks like about it. There's going to be a reveal more. in the next you think few so? episodes about that. Yeah. Okay. Just like my dog revealed yeah. himself <laughs> by coming to the room just now. <laughs> uh, so Jin looks over and he says, "Fish." That was fish. cool. Yeah. yeah. He's like, "You think I can't fish? How about yeah. this? How about this? Winner, winner, fish and Jinner." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> Flashback to Jin meeting with a rich executive of a hotel who asks him questions in his job interview. And his <laughs> tag is not tucked in very well. No, it's not. And this guy, big boss man, he's he's a little demeaning. After finding yeah. out where Jin is from, the man says he thought he could smell fish on him. Oh, and then he points out <laughs> the tag on Jin's suit. And he rips it off so he can't return it now. Unbelievable. What and he ass. says, you will start immediately. You work rain or shine. You don't ask for a raise or time off. I feel like I've had bosses like this in the past. <laughs> yeah, not great. Yeah. How um, to be a not good manager. Right. This guy. And then a man enters, gives Jin a uniform, and uh, Mr. Kim says, and Mr. Kwan, the Seoul Gateway is one of the finest hotels in the country. Do not open the door for people like you. Ouch. Jeez, this guy's just making it easier and easier to come to work every day. Oh, yeah. Jeez. But obviously, Jin needs the money, and he wants this job really bad, so he's very thankful for the job. 
We cut to Libby and Michael walking through the woods in chat. Libby's one of the taily girls, blonde girl, blonde lady, woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good job. Uh, she apologizes for how they treated it, uh, them, the Rafties. Mm-hmm. And the leader guy, which we at this point we still don't know his name, he throws down a knife next to Sawyer, basically giving what? it to Sawyer. Hold Bless on. You. Thank you. First, she yeah. says she says like something like, I'm sorry about how we treated you and your friends. And right. Michael's like, friends. Friends. I never, never thought, thought of them, of them. like that. I get, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I guess one of them is. And right. she goes, guessing not the redneck. And he's like, nope. no, not the redneck. <laughs> Definitely gin. Yeah. Not Sawyer. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. That was funny. So yeah, the leader guy throws a knife down next to Sawyer. He says it's for his protection. Gives him this nice big knife. That's Ooh. nice. And then we find out that this guy's name is Mr. Echo, which I think Mr. is a so fucking badass name. It's a that dope a, name. That I is like a, that, Mr. Echo. Yeah. 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 All day. This guy. Oh, day. <laughs> <laughs> so Libby comes running in to tell the group that Michael just took off looking for Walt because, of course, that's what Michael does. Let's yeah. run around He's the island. He's just running around the jungle yelling, Walt! <laughs> Walt! Smart. Yeah what he does smart Anna Lucia wants to just soldier soldier on without him but the Rafties are a bit more concerned well meaning Jin Sawyer doesn't really care that much so yeah. Jin knows that uh, Michael's well, looking for Well because Sawyer's waltz. like he's he's gonna he's not gonna leave here until he gets his kid right right you know? so and he's there's like do we really want to follow this guy kind of right thing? so there's a lot of back and forth between the Rafties and Anna Lucia who wants to leave before the others find them and Jin is very adamant to go help Michael, and then Sawyer and Jin make eyes, and Sawyer is more concerned about himself than to help and go find Michael. Yeah. And then Mr. Echo blocks Jin, then Jin punches Mr. Echo. Wait, before that happens, Sawyer calls Jin Chewy again. Yes. And also He's at some point, Mr. Echo so- says, we don't go that way. That's where they come from. That's where they come from, meaning the others. The others. Yeah. So he's just skipping over so many things. Yeah, well, you know. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so Jin punches him, and then Mr. Echo headbutts Jin. But then they're cool. You know, Mr. Echo decides he can yeah, help him. Yeah, you, Jin, come on. <laughs> you can't beat this guy. He's massive. But, yeah. but that Mr. was ballsy Echo, of him to try. Like, yeah. Like, they fight for, like, a second, and then yeah. they're just and like, we're cool. Like, okay, we're cool. All right, we're cool. Let's go. Let's go uh, find you, this guy. You respect me. We're okay. Yeah. That's what that's what us men do sometimes. You know, we yeah. punch each other in the face. Yeah, you know, give each other you know, a headbutt. Oh, do oh, do And then we oh, feel good about it. That's how smart we are. <laughs> Stupid masculinity. What are we going to do? Uh, Ana Lucia says, we can't wait for you. And then Echo says, I don't expect you to. And then Hurley and Sun retrace Sun's steps on the beach. Sun says, I woke up, I washed up, walked with Shannon, picked some fruit, cut it up to feed Vincent, and then I was, and then Hurley says, whoa, you fed the dog? And then Sun nods, and he says, bingo. Yeah. (laughs) We cut to Sun and Hurley watching Vincent the dog, and Hurley tries to make a little, yeah, they're waiting for him to poop, and Hurley tries to make a little small talk. He says, (laughs) so, uh, Sol. Is that in the good Korea or the bad Korea? Korea. (laughs) She says the good one. Oh, (laughs) Hurley. So she's not convinced that Vincent actually ate her ring. And then Hurley says, dude, dogs will eat anything. When I was a kid, my dog Buster, 
I had this drawer where I'd throw in all my change, right? And I guess there were some smarties in there. So like the next day, Buster craps out buck thirty five and nickels. Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so Sun doesn't really respond to this story. She's just like, okay. And then he just asks her, did you ever own a dog? And they talk about the puppy that Jin gave her, which we've seen in previous flashback episodes. Yep. And we find out his name was Popo. 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 Which may- means kiss, right? Which means a kiss. Yeah. Um, do you know that Appa is Korean for grandfather? Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think. Let me double check that. <laughs> I love how <laughs> half the time you're Googling what you're saying. <laughs> uh, Appa. Oh, it means father. Oh, father. Or dad. Well, like, well father like can a be. Cute, cute word. So it could be Appa and then Grand Appa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I named Appa Korean, or I named our dog a Korean word for dad. Yeah. But I My named him dad. after, you know, named him after Avatar the Last Airbender. Right. So. Right, right. Flashback to Sun and her mom getting out of a car. She walks into the Soul Gateway Hotel, right where Jin welcomes them into the building through Mm -hmm. the door. Inside the hotel, Sun and family meet with a bald Korean man. So now, also, I just want to say, every time I see Sun now in this flashback, I'm like Mm -hmm. looking out for orange. You're looking for orange. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, she sits down like at this, they're having like breakfast or something and she's got orange juice. And mm-hmm. I'm like, she's going to spill the orange juice on herself. OJ. Like, <laughs> OJ. Crossover. <laughs> Crossover, OJ. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that could have happened. Yeah. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, they meet with a bald Korean man who is also set up on this date. And the dude seemingly likes Sun. Yeah. Like they hit it off Seems talking like about- well. Yeah, it's going well. They talk about the pressures because the family sort of disperse and walk off and leave them, yeah. you know, to chat, to chit and chat. Yeah, and he's like, so who's pressuring you more, you know? Right. And yeah, it's kind of right. nice. So they talk Puts about the pressures from their families to find a spouse. And then we cut back to the island. Jin and Mr. Echo walk through the jungle. Great low angle shot here. I love it. Where we dolly backwards. We look up to the two as they walk through the jungle but we also get the mountains in the background, the Ooh, nice yeah. Hawaiian mountains. It's sort of misty mountains, too. Oh, misty it's nice. Great shot. Majesty. Yeah, great shot. And then they hear a rustling, and then a boar comes running out and knocks Jin over. That's And when, I got to say, Jin yeah. is looking buff. Oh, yeah. He's like jacked now. Yeah. Season- you know, like he started out as like this wimpy little right dude and now he's like fucking jacked season one to season two he he took that time to spend in the gin yeah he did oh <laughs> oh <shit>. boy <laughs> yeah so um nice. boar comes out knocks gin over that's when gin finds a dead body with a rod sticking out of it and mr echo arrives mm. and said that was mr goodwin <laughs> no big deal yeah no he says it like more like sad Sad, yeah. like intense, like that was Mr. Goodwin. That was Mr. Goodwin. Yeah. And Jin responds, others? And Mr. Echo nods. So Jin's getting, you know, he's picking up more or was it? English. What? I don't know. Was it Mr. Echo? Mm, I don't I think don't it know. was Mr. Echo. I feel like he's a good guy. He's cool now. Yeah. So Mr. Echo and Jin continue through the forest. Mr. Echo gives Jin an owl, aloe leaf for Just his boo boo. Like 
Yeah. I was like, oh, so son nice. away from home. Aww. Aww. So they communicate a little bit about marriage. And then we cut to son rooting around her garden. Well, hold on. <laughs> I knew it was going to go back. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, yeah. he says, you have a wife? And Jin says, yes, you? Yeah. And I, I thought that Mr. Echo said worse. Is that what he says? Maybe. Shall I look at the transcript? Yeah. Okay. I mean, because I feel like, you know, it's not giving anything away if I guessed it right. Yeah. He says, so you're married? Your ring? You have a wife? And Jin says, yes, you? And wor- and then Echo says, worse. Your wife? What is her name? What? It, uh, her name? And then Jin says, son. So he does say worse. He does say worse. What does that mean? You have a wife? Yes, you. Worse? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. What's worse than a wife? I feel like it shouldn't be a bad thing. A husband? Well, I mean, no. (laughs) Neither of those things should be bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So we'll have to find out. Yeah. So we cut to Sun rooting around her garden. And then she frantically starts pulling out the plants because she's so frustrated that she can't find her ring. And then Locke shows up and he says, bad day. And he gives her an old rip of a shirt, which he claims it's clean. <laughs> yeah, okay, Locke. Mm-hmm. What kind of psychedelic salve did you wipe on this thing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you want to do some lines? Yeah. All right. All right. So you want to be Sun? Sure. All right. So I'll be Locke. Okay. You mind if I sit? Did you see me? Rip apart your garden? No. (laughs) Sometimes I wish I had a garden to tear apart. I don't think I've ever seen you angry. Oh, I used to get angry all the time. Frustrated, too. You are not frustrated anymore? I am not lost anymore. How did you do that? Same way anything lost gets found. I stopped looking. Oh. Although that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, as soon as you stop looking for something, you find it. That's mm, kind of what okay, he's saying. Okay, I guess it does make sense. <laughs> he always shows up. He's like a little genie. Yeah. He like shows up, or like a little fairy god, you know, fairy godfather. I'm a lucky in a bottle, baby. <laughs> you gotta rub me the right way, baby, honey. Yeah. I, I don't know the lyrics. Yeah, no, you did a great job. Thank you. Do you know who sings that? <laughs> Yeah, Christina Aguilera. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I know. I know my music. A plus for the day, Pat. (laughs) Thanks. I get a gold star this week? (laughs) Yes, yes. I didn't say gold star. It's an A plus. Oh. I'll give you a gold star. I thought they were same plus. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then we flash back to Sun checking herself in a small makeup mirror. She's waiting at a dinner table. Outside the hotel, Mr. Lee, the bald man who she had a date with before, pulls up in a convertible. Jin opens his door, welcoming him back to the hotel. As Jin opens the door of the hotel for him, the man stops and he asks for the flower that's attached to Jin's lapel, which Jin gives to him. The man thanks him, and Jin... Yeah, because he's like, I'm on a date. But I'm like, you can't afford a fucking flower. You gotta take the bus bellboys, but door boys. What's it called? Bellhop. Bellhop. Bellhop, doorman? Doorman. 
Let's that just makes, go with doorman. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. We've been to fancy hotels where they have oh, these things. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one that I go to all the time Time called Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell? Huh? Uh, sure. <laughs> the hotel now? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's not good. Uh, I Pat, think she what's going it. on at home? <laughs> <laughs> um okay so yeah he smiles to himself jin's pretty proud of himself that he gave up this little flower and then mr lee and son talk at the table basically son is into this guy yeah and this guy sort of uh friend zones her at this moment yeah because he says that he has a secret that he's gonna tell her and i for sure thought that he was gonna say that he's gay and just wants her to be his beard Oh, yeah, I can see that happening. But no, he says, when I was at Harvard, I met an American woman. I haven't told my father oh, yet. Oh, did you go to Harvard? Guy? Guy? Dude? Can't fucking stop talking about how you went to Harvard? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but Harvard? Never heard of it. H-A-R-V-A-R-D dot E-D-U. How, Check how it out. embarrassing would it have been if you spelled Harvard wrong? I mean, not that embarrassing considering all the other blunders that I've had on this episode. (laughs) I know. Uh, But he says, but in six months, I'm going to move there and marry her. And then son looks a little hurt or embarrassed. And then he says, wait, you didn't think. And she's like, huh? No. And she's like, all right, I'm out. And then she dips right out of there. Yeah, like he basically wanted her to just hold on and make it seem like they were going to be together so that he could sneak away. Six yeah. like she's like I don't have fucking six months to waste, right? Dickhead, yeah. what a waste of time. She was just coming around to the idea of hmm, maybe finding a guy is not that bad of an idea. Yeah, and but this is how she's treated. She needs to stop looking for mm. love. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. deeper meaning in all of this. Right, she's gonna ride off into the sun, orange sunset. <laughs> Um, okay. I wonder if when uh, Jin opens the door, it goes jingle. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Um, <laughs> um, Jin and Mr. Echo track. Ooh, Echo can track. Ooh. We got Jin another guy track, who can though. track. Jin, uh, who? Jin oh, can Jin. track. Yeah. No, we, we got to rely on Mr. Echo for this. Yeah. So uh, they look at some tracks, which seem like Michael's, since they don't leave tracks, meaning the others. Yeah, that was ominous. Uh, Mr. Echo said that. Scary. How do they not leave tracks? Do they just just, hover? They they hover, or they're just really good with their feet. They got soft feet, like Mm. little cat's feet. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of slink through the jungle. Yeah, just little paws. Uh, Deeper into the jungle, Mr. Echo stops Jin as they hear a little crackle. And then Jin is asking where, but Echo grabs Jin's mouth and covers it, saying, shh, And this crossover. feels like Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I, it, it, like when they're waiting in this like clearing and there's like kind of this drum beat happening, right, which I was yeah. like, I don't know if that's Suspense. like in the show or just like part of the music is part of the music track, but yeah. it felt very Jurassic Park. Right, like the raptors are sneaking around. Yeah. And they're sneaking around. Yeah. yeah. Sneaky sneaks. Sneaky sneak away from the raptors. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Echo and Jen wait outside. Or, no, sorry. They wait inside the shrubberies. In the ferns. Then, in the this ferns. This was cool. It was cool. We see feet and legs pass by their POV. And they're all barefoot, 
as quite a sizable group passes is what it seems. Yeah. And then at the tail end is a smaller person passes holding a teddy bear by the rope. And that, I was like, that's terrifying. Scary. Or is it bear-ifying? Can't bear that Oh, because it's a little, (laughs) it's a teddy bear. I forgot about the teddy bear. I was like, there's no bears. But there was. There's a teddy bear. Teddy bear. All right. Took me a moment. All right. I like it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. B minus for the week so far. Okay. But, you know, you're working on it. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta Uh, make up for you swiping mine earlier. Oh, that's true. (sighs) So mad about that. So we see the teddy bear and then the music stings here. Good sting. Nice yeah. musical sting. Nice. Yeah, Michael I really Giacchino like this flourish. moment where they're hiding yeah, in the cool. shrubberies. In the shrubberies or the <laughs> and ferns. the people are passing by. Oof, that yeah. was a good moment. Very cool. Mr. Echo, Jin, stand up. Jin wants to go get Michael, but Echo explains that they came from a different direction. Jin tells Echo to go back, but Echo says, no, we go together. Flashback to outside the hotel. A man, a poor man, and his young boy approach Jin, saying that the boy has to pee and that they need to get to a bathroom. And then Jin, after telling them no, finally gives in and allows them to go inside and use the facilities. But of course, of the course. big boss is looming in the background. We can see him just yep. watching this whole thing go down. Because he wants any reason to oh, yell sure. at Jin. Yeah. He's going to give him his comeuppance. Yep. So he approaches Jin, gives him a real tongue lashing. He says, he can piss in the gutter for all that I care. You people are used to that. Yeah. Fuck this dude. If you want to keep your job, go find them and get them out of here. Jeez. No bueno. No bueno. No. So cut back to the island. Cut. Kate approaches son on the beach. What's up? Jin quits right then and there. Oh, he does? Yes. <laughs> it's like watching the show for the first time. <laughs> oh, my God, Pat. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize he quit? Yeah. I thought he just said, I'm sorry, thank you. No. Are you sure he quits? Uh, I am like 90% sure that he quits. So uh, he boy. says... Egg on my face again. Yeah, so, yeah, he says, uh, go find them, get them out of here. Jin takes off his glove and his hat, and he hands Mr. Kim the gloves and the hat, and then he says, thank you for the opportunity, sir. (laughs) Wow, Pat. (laughs) Okay, I was clearly writing my notes, and I missed. See, this is the problem. If I'm I'm looking down, I'm writing notes. I know, if I'm, if I'm writing notes why do you think it takes me like three hours to do my notes i know okay all right i mean i also do more detail than you but yeah that's on me yeah that's okay i think the listeners appreciate my brevity at at times yeah and maybe they appreciate my blunders because it makes the podcast fun right i hope they appreciate my non-brevity yeah I hope so, too. <laughs> okay. Well, good catch on that. That's yes. what you're here for. So, all yes, right? he Picking up the quits. slack. He's like, yeah, okay. he quits. F you, dude. I'm out of here. Yeah. Which, in that case, great move, Yeah, Jin. exactly. Nice. Yes. Nice job. I know. I like that. Well, I'm glad I told you so that you can be proud of Jin for that. Yeah, I love that part. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> oh, boy. It's embarrassing. All right. So, Kate approaches Sun on the beach. 
Girl talk incoming. <laughs> Kate tries to comfort Son about the Rafties. Kate says, well, they've only been gone a few days, and and then Son loses it. She says, don't. I'm sick of everyone saying he's all right. He's not all right. Claire found the bottle, the one with the messages inside, the one from the raft. And then Kate is like a little like, huh? And she's like, where is it? And Son says, I buried it. Then we cut back to the tailies and Sawyer walking. Sawyer oh, drops. Wait. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> At one point, she tells Kate that she lost her ring. Yeah. And Kate says, it's only a thing, you know, right. like she's trying to make her yeah. not feel so bad about it. Um, and at that moment, Dave said to me, you know, meanwhile, Kate is thinking, I performed a bank robbery and killed people over a thing, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even think, a cool thing. I think thing. Son says it's only a thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, and, like, there's a moment where Kate is kind of, like, um, thinking a little bit, like, she doesn't really right. respond, and so Dave's like, this is what she's thinking. Like, I she's performed thinking, a bank robbery toy plane, and killed people. Toy plane, yeah. toy plane, toy <laughs> plane. So, like, I hear you. <laughs> where is that thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we cut to the tailies and Sawyer walking. Uh, Sawyer drops to his butt in exhaustion, and yeah, then Ana gotta, Lucia. He's got to put some aloe on that bullet hole. Oh, yeah. You think that'll help it? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was like good for like sunburns, nothing. you know? Well, it's good. It's, uh, it's good for healing in general. Oh, okay. It's, it's good for catch all um, medicine. Yeah, it helps cool things down. I can't remember all the constituents of aloe, but it's definitely very good for healing wounds, yeah. like cleaning and healing wounds. Perhaps Giles should rub it on his hat, you know? Oh, No, he's got the rose quartz for that. Right. Ana Lucia gives him water, saying he's slowing them down. Ana Lucia and Sawyer do a little verbal sparring here, a little rat-a-tat-tat. Mm -hmm. Sawyer, <laughs> Sawyer asks if... She's married, which she answers no, and then he tells her that she'd be well suited for it. And then yeah, she asks she says, him you if she seems suited for it. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I think it's just like the the southern. She's so demanding. Of just like all wives are demanding. That's yeah. their job. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So she asks him if he's gay, and Sawyer <laughs> says no, and they continue on. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I like good that. One. She put him in his place. She really right. knows how to put him in his place. Yeah, she's a, she's a nice match for the Sawyer. Mm -hmm. Jen and Mr. Echo fill their fuzzy water canteen in the stream, and Mr. Echo tells him to wait there while he goes off and finds the tracks again. And he sort of scampers off, and then Michael shows up out of nowhere and tells Jen to go back. And then Jen goes running after Michael. And Michael's running around screaming, Walt, fucking idiot. Right, exactly. Mike running around like a crazy man screaming for Walt. And then they end up at a beautiful waterfall, and then Mr. Echo shows up and tells him to stop yelling. He says, I know they took your son, but you have no idea what these people are capable of, and they will, they will not be found if they don't want to be. And Michael says, they took him right out of my hands, right out of my hands. I'm not going back without him. And then Jin says, you find Walt, Michael. So his intention here is, you will find Walt, but you need to come with us right now. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna. We'll find him. But we will find him. Yeah. Quiet. But right now, you need to. Right now. Chill the fuck out. You're being a crazy. You gotta take Jin's it saying. down like two hundred notches. Right. You gotta dial that thing way back. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael. And then Michael leaves with Jin and Echo. Kate and Son dig up the messages in the bottle. 
Kate opens it and starts pulling out all of the messages. And Sun yells at Kate, telling her, those are private. Kate, stop. And then Kate says, we didn't, uh, I didn't say goodbye. And then Sun says, Sawyer, she knows. She knows the score, this son. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I'm like, Kate, do you Kate. really think he's going to write a message and put it in the bottle? Come on. I love you, Kate. Love, Sawyer. And I always will and always have. Perhaps when we're off the island together, we can eat some pork and beans <gasps> and pork grits and, and French toast. French fries. And blueberry pancakes and bacon. And shrimp and in a bucket. Shrimp in a bucket from my favorite Frank place. Duckett. Frank Duckett Shrimp Bucket. <laughs> She's like, this is a very long message that has nothing to do with love and all about food. Food. He's just really hungry. <laughs> He's just very hungry. Yeah, I get it. So um, at this point, they find the ring just glistening there in the sand. So that's where there she it lost is. it. She stopped she, looking. She stopped looking. And boom. There. Boom. Shablinga. <laughs> so she cries and she laughs at the same time as she puts it back on her finger. Flashback to Jin walking down near the water in Korea and he sees a girl in an orange dress and he turns to look at her but then he turns back and he runs right into Sun as she drops her purse. Real mute, meat cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. Love Here at first go. sight. Yeah. You think love at first sight is a real thing? Think that is like a thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think for some people ha- it can be. Do you have it with Dave? No. Yeah. Okay. Did you have it with Amy? Yes. <laughs> she listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, I think it's probably very unlikely and very impractical. And I don't think he would be upset by me saying that because our yeah. first couple of encounters, I was not, oh, I was with someone. And I don't even remember the actual first time we met. I Every time I, I like tell the story that I think is the first time we met, he's like, no, that was actually the second time. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it made a real good impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So I don't think yeah. it's bad to to say no. Yeah. I was I quite smitten. Realistic. I was yeah. quite smitten. Mm-hmm. I was like, hello. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> uh, back on the island... We get two more shots of Sun crying and then a shot of Kate and Sun sitting on the beach in the sunset. <gasps> oh. Oh. So that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's a nice one. And then boom, lost title. That's the whole episode. Seems like nothing really happened in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you could move th- through it so quickly. Yeah. There, there wasn't much to recap on this one. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of one of those episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I might have missed a thing or two. Yeah, like a big okay. thing. All right. Well, it was just it was one line. It was one quick line, and it was in Korean, okay? So if I was looking down, I missed, like, two syllables. I quit. Yeah, you got to pause it. And boom. Yeah, I know. All right. So you have anything to say about this episode other than it's short and somewhat inconsequential? Nope. I feel like that pretty much sums it up. Bam. Real non-banger of an episode. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
So I mean, some it trivia. Was nice to get more of Jin and Son's backstory, but sure, I was but like, it's really this not isn't much. the part of it that I'm interested in. <laughs> right. And then, like, it doesn't really explain anything about anything. Yeah, I wanted Rose and Bernard, and yeah. I got Jin and Son. I'm like, I don't care about their backstory. Right. This is a filler episode. Yeah. It's what we call an old filler episode. Yep. Yep. So here's some trivia. On okay. the employment application that Jin fills out, Jin's email address is given as jinsu74 at yahoo.com. Yahoo? Yahoo. Should mm-hmm. we email it? Yeah. And say we're huge fans? Yeah. Hope you're off the island. Something yeah. like that. That would be great. Okay. Well, maybe we'll wait till the end of the series. Yeah, because we might get spoilers. Right. Um, The episode title, dot, 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 and found, as well as dot, 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 in translation, which was from season one. Yep. Are both the end of popular phrases, beginning with the word lost, of course, you know, (laughs) lost and found, lost in translation. (laughs) However, um, the latter was only gin-centric. So lost in translation was gin-centric. And then this episode oh. was both Jin and, and Sun. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So interesting. So interesting. It's the best trivia I've ever okay, heard. Okay. The trivia for this episode, also non-bangers. <laughs> it's also, you know what though? I can't say it's the best trivia I've ever heard. I think the best trivia I've ever heard about Lost was yeah. that the previously on Lost previously became on a Lost. pitch higher. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was a different lost. voice. That was the best you know what? trivia. <laughs> the real hardcore fans of this show, they're going to really appreciate that piece yeah, of trivia. Yeah, I'm sure. They're going to say, I noticed it too. I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pat, for filling us in. Um, when Mr. Echo first says his name, he says it as one word. And even the subtitles said, Mr. Echo. Like all one word. The subtitles? And then, yeah, the subtitles. Oh, because you watch if you turn the subtitles. On, yeah, if you yeah, turn yeah. on the captions. And then Sawyer replies, Mr. Echo, like Mr. Ed. And then Mr. <laughs> Mr. Echo grins and says, yes. Who's Mr. Uh, Ed? You don't know Mr. Ed? No. All right. Mr. Ed was a TV series from the 50s, started in 1958. And Crossover. it's all about 50s the mis- references. Yeah, crossover. Oh. The misadventures of a wisecracking talking horse and his human owner. Oh, they well, used to look put, at that. They used to... You never saw Mr. Ed? No. They call him Mr. Ed. I don't know, remember the song. <laughs> something like that. And they used to uh, put peanut yeah. butter in the horse's mouth, so it made it look like he was talking, and he would talk. So huh. they voiced him over. I used to watch it on um, TV Land. <laughs> you are so ridiculous. You've never heard this before? <laughs> I mean, I've heard the song... A horse is a horse, a course, of course. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's Mr. Ed. But I don't know anything after that. Mr. Ed. They call him Mr. Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. All right. So there you go. Today you learned about Mr. Ed. And I believe that wraps up all of our trivia. Ah, oh, one more. Oh, one boy. more. Hold the on. A real good one. Real good one. Oh, Breaking great. news. The sole gateway hotel featured in this episode was really the Royal Garden at Waikiki in Honolulu. I knew you were wondering. Oh, so interesting. Yep. Hmm. So there that's you go. Cool. I mean, I gave that, you some architecture trivia. Mine was pretty true. cool, though. Yeah. So there you have it. That's the lost episode wow. for what this trivia. week. <laughs> what trivia? What an episode. What an episode. Woo, man. Real plays an episode. 
just walking around in Blazing jungles. Blazing at least 18 jams in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that, Jock Jams commercial know. or something? No, this, <laughs> this is from uh, Hot 93.7, a local, oh, okay. oh, there local you go. radio station. Hey, we could be DJs. Yeah, DJ, what, what? DJ poppin' stuff. DJ, <laughs> you took mine. <laughs> yeah, I know, DJ that was yours. DJ S. Joe, S. Joe what? 7, like S Club no, 7. No, you're poppin' stuff, what would poppin I be? Poppin' stuff. Uh, you were der... <laughs> der food and... Der Chippenstad. Der Chippenstad. Der Poppenstad and der Chippenstad. Der Chippenstad, 99.3. Waka waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I have a good DJ voice. Yeah. Well, you got to work on it. Yeah. Okay. Just yell, just yell at your dog all day. <laughs> just try new things no, out. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> 99.3. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, right. what do you got for a What's favorite your favorite moment? moment? What's your favorite moment of Buffy? Favorite moment of Buffy is. Bet I can guess. Go ahead, guess. I bet it's the same as mine. Oh, when Spike stands up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got it. That's it's my when favorite, he, too. It's when he kicks the chair. Yeah, and he's like, ugh. Yeah. I'm she kick back. Out. I'm back mm-hmm. and I'm bad. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's mine, too. Yeah. All right, cool. What's your favorite part of Lost? Mine is tied. So, Jin and Mr. Echo hiding in the ferns as the others walk by. That was just, like, yeah. a cool that moment. That is a good one. Um, but also tied with Jin quitting. <laughs> I knew you were going to choose that one. I was like, oh, man, what if I chose that <laughs> now that I mean, even you though still I didn't can. realize it happened? <laughs> you still can. Oh, boy. Now that you know. Oh, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. Amy's going to give it to me, too, when she hears this episode. Yeah. She's going to be like, you didn't realize? And I'll be like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> love at first sight. Just remind yeah. her that it was love at first sight. And right. Be okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Favorite part of, oh, definitely when they're walking and we get the low dolly shot and we see the mountains, the misty mountains in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. You love that part. Yeah. That if was only the they only were holding thing you described very torches, well. And if it was raining, that <laughs> yeah. would have been. And it was like, night. Yeah. If it was night. But I still want to see like the mountains. So it so has to like be like dusk. a bright moon. Yeah, dusk would be nice. Yeah. Nice touch. Yeah. Okay, that's our favorite moments. <laughs> uh, what show wins? I think this is an easy winner yeah, here. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I'm going <laughs> yeah. Buffy. Buffy. Buffy wins this def, week. Definitely def, Buffy. Def, def, def. Uh, new predictions. So my prediction is going to do with Spike standing up. Mm-hmm. This is going to launch us into this three-episode arc. Yep. I don't know. Next week could be a, just a monster of the week. Like this could just tee us up for the Tupata. Mm-hmm. And then next week could just be a nothing episode. So that I'm not sure of. So I'm going to ride the line on that. Okay. But <laughs> I think that Spike is going to play into the season finale big time. And I'm thinking that he's going to use Angel as bait. And then mm. somehow... Maybe he's going to try to kill Angel, but it backfires, and maybe uh, Spike ends up dying. Maybe Spike and Drusilla end up dying, and something happens where Angel comes back to his old self, mm-hmm. 
And then that's when he flies off, you know, he sprouts wings and flies <laughs> off and, you know, and I don't know if he's going to, yeah, I don't know if he's going to sprout wings. You know, I, I think I'm backing down from that prediction, mm-hmm. but I think there's going to be a lot of tension and something's going to happen. I mean, this tension is coming to a fever pitch over oh, yeah, Drusilla. Yeah. So I think you can listen to that back and unpack it and see what I really said yeah. because I can't recap it in a way that makes sense I think sense those to me. were really good predictions. Thank you. There's definitely a few packed in there, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's some good stuff. Anything else? Anything about Snyder? No, I have no idea what's going on, Snyder. Okay. I, I got to feel that guy out a little Nothing bit more. Nothing about the whole he knows conspiracy. About, he knows about it. They're aware of it. I think he's part of some organization or something. Do you think he knows about Buffy? Like, he knows about the Hellmouth, but do you think he knows about, like, the Slayer? Mm, I think he does. Okay. Do you think he knows Buffy is the Slayer? I think he does. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Still going to figure that one out. But what are your predictions for Lost? Uh, I'm really kind of lost <laughs> on uh, whose backstory we're going to get. But I'm just going to say Sawyer. Okay. I don't know. Just has, It's been a while. And because yeah. um, I do really want it to be Bernard and Rose, but we just got a love story, you know, a couple backstory. So I just don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be them. Yeah. Um, I do think that the Tailies are going to make it back to the main group Mm -hmm. this next episode. And Bernard and Rose will be reunited. So maybe after afterwards, it'll be like the next episode after this is going to be a flashback with them. I don't know. But I also don't know if it will be at all because they're not really main characters. Maybe they'll become main characters. I don't know. There's a lot Hmm. to unpack there. A lot I don't know is there. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think that we're going to meet the others quite yet. Okay. I think it's going to take some time for us All to right. meet the others. So. Okay. Yeah, that's what I got. All right. Yeah. Very good. All right. So uh, what piece of media can you recommend or de-recommend? You go first. Uh, I was hoping I could buy some time. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll go first. All right, go ahead. Um, Mayor of East Town. Did I tell you? Have we talked about this? So I'm texting uh, you about it. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember either. Mayor I don't of think so. East Town. It's on HBO. It's got Kate Winslet in it. Oh, yes. It's, I did hear about this. It's very much. Did you watch The Killing? No. Did you watch um, Marcella on Netflix? No. Okay. Well, it's like those two shows, but you okay. haven't seen them. <laughs> so <laughs> it's basically, you know, there's a, a murder of a young girl and then becomes several. Mm-hmm. Um, that they sort of start stringing together in a small town. It takes place in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And Mayor is a like hardened detective played by Kate Winslet. Um, she's really she's good great. in this. She, she's I mean, she's good great in, in everything. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess I have seen her in a lot of different roles. So it's not really like this is a, I would say this is like different. Um, yeah. Cause she's like very cynical. She's got a lot of like stuff that she's dealing with in her own life. Um, and she's, you know, trying to make her way through this, you know, this like murder investigation of where like young girls like keep going missing in yeah. her town. Yeah. It's just very good. Acting is great, but it's also very, I don't know. It's like the town is so depressing. 
There's just like, <laughs> like everybody has just like way too much that they're dealing with. And it's yeah. so sad and like kind of hard to bleak. <laughs> like nobody's happy. <laughs> oh man. So it's kind of, it's kind of rough, but, um, yeah. Sounds like, uh, the complete opposite of Shit's Creek. <laughs> yes, definitely. But I yeah. like to, I mean, I, well, I like shows like this, but Dave doesn't, like Dave's not watching this with me. I watch it yeah. by myself. And then I, I actually went over, um, my brother and sister-in-law's house this week and I watched, they're watching it too. So I watched an episode with her cause my brother's like traveling this week for work. So nice. I went over there and watched an episode with her and, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really cool. good. It's only seven episodes. All right. Well, when I blow through all the rest of the TV that I am reluctantly going to catch up with at some yeah. point, then perhaps I'll roll around to that one. Yeah. I mean, do you like shows like that? Because you, I'm surprised you haven't seen The Killing. That was around for a while. I feel like that's one Melissa mm, watched, I know. Yeah. I probably like shows like that. I like True Detective. Oh, yeah. So you will yeah. like this. I still have to go back to True Detective. Yeah, me too. I never finished season two, and I never saw season three. Well, because everybody says season two is not very good, right? Right. But yeah. season three is supposed to be very good. Yeah. And it's got, yeah. what's her name in it? Season three? Oh, I forget who's in it. But I like Rachel McAdams is in season two. Oh, maybe that's why I wanted to watch season two, because I yeah. like Rachel McAdams a lot. Yeah, That's probably that's what I'm thinking of. Very cool. So, yeah, the thing I can recommend, I think I've talked about it in the past, but we just watched an episode that I really liked, was Community. Oh, yeah. It's a show I'm kind of hot and cold on. Like, sometimes I'm, like, into it. Sometimes I'm not into it. That's how I felt about it. And so I eventually just gave up. (laughs) Yeah. Once we ran out of Schitt's Creek, I was like, okay, I got to find another show here. So we're kind of bouncing around looking for a new show. And when we can't think of anything else, we'll just hit a community. If we just have 20 minutes, we got to burn. Yeah. So we watched an episode last night, which was very funny. Um, And if you've seen Community, you know what episode I'm talking about. There's six different scenarios or six different timelines that they go through so it's like it's sort of you'd probably hate it because it's like sort of groundhog day where it's like the same scene that they do over and over six times yeah but the end of clue is like that that's true so it's kind of like that love it (laughs) it's phenomenal (laughs) and i really like the episode i thought it's really well done and hilarious and i just uh, don't like had me laughing i don't like bill murray oh i see no bill murray no uh harrison ford no Tom I like, Cruise. I'm okay with Harrison Ford. I just he's just the same. You're okay with him now? I don't okay. hate Harrison Ford in the same All way right. that like like I won't not see a Harrison Ford movie. I will not he's got see a, lot a Tom of range. Cruise movie. And I, <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of range. He's literally the same in everything he does. So Get I don't think he's plane. a phenomenal actor, but yeah, I yeah. don't think he's terrible. Like I'll see his movies. Right. Okay. All right. So shall we wrap this thing up? <laughs> Yes, we should. Okay, so listen, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places. Don't forget to rate us them five stars. Leave us nice reviews. And thank you to everybody who already has. Also, tell your friends, you know, get people kicking and streaming and uh, following along, watching these episodes with us. And if you can't find the first episodes and you just want to go back, you got to listen to them again. You know, you're just such a huge fan then uh, hit our website. But yeah. Sammy will tell you about that. I will tell you about that. <laughs> nice uh, 
Nice, nice segue. segue, Pat. Yeah, um, yeah I'm getting, getting good at this thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, so follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And, like, let us know what your favorite moments are. We'd love to hear from you. Um, let us know if you're watching along. Obviously, don't, you know, if you blast past us, which most people will. Like, that's what I have found is that... Most That's what people your dad are just, did, right? Yeah, blasting yeah. right past us. Um, <laughs> yeah, my dad. Slow. My dad has already finished, and yeah. so did my brother and his wife. Wow, they, I mean, loss is so bingeable. Lost. Yeah, I get it. They didn't. They were not into the Buffy aspect of it, so you know, it's great family support there. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So just you know, let us know what uh, what you like and don't like, and. You know all that stuff. Uh, send well, us they just emails. Write in, they're like, I like muffins, and we're like, okay, that's not what we. Meant. No, that's fine. You can let us. Oh, know. Oh, that's cool too. We'll let you. We'll <laughs> yeah, let we're you know how it. we feel. I don't like yeah, blueberry corn muffins. muffins. I like corn. I like blueberry. Yeah. I, I like have... apple cinnamon. You know what? I like. You know, them all. I'm not really I like a every person, muffin. I guess. You give me God. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what muffins you like. Um, yeah. <laughs> send emails Glass. to. <laughs> blood Glass blood <laughs> pump a nickel <laughs> now we're gonna have to reference that <laughs> yeah uh, love it anyway send emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com and if you do include any spoilers just make sure you mark with the subject line spoiler or lb for leaky bucket and which show it is check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com and like pat said if you can't find the first couple of episodes which is a damn shame as well as the intro all of them are available on our website so you can just stream it right there right Um, there right there right there pal yes and it works (laughs) even on a phone even on your phone you can click it yeah and yeah smash that play button (laughs) and just keep kicking and screaming. Don't right. kick like people. That's not nice. Or dogs or anything. Yeah. Just like, you know, do, Just, you know, like roundhouse kicks, but don't yeah. actually hit anybody. Right. Kick the air. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Right. Do some air bending. Right. Exactly. Cool. All well, right. Cool. Thanks for listening. And always, always remember, remember that, that streaming. Kicking, streaming. Is kicking is better better with friends. (laughs) Kicking and streaming is better. Better with with friends. friends. That was nice. That was all right. Have a good week. We'll see you next week for the week before the double buff. Yes, for episode thirty-two. All right. Woo! Bye. See ya.